0: Hello everyone, welcome to the episode. It's been a while, I think. Like three weeks? Sorry about that. So many things occurred. But we're back. Uh, we did an episode for you. It's going to start in a weird place. Hold on, I'm going to get some water. Ah, lovely. This episode brought to you by water. Uh, the the substance water. Not a particular brand, just the concept of hydrogen and oxygen binding together. <clears throat> so, this episode is going to start in a weird place because uh as you'll find out throughout the episode, we decided to do something special with the first 30 minutes. So, enjoy that. I'm not going to ruin the surprise. Uh it gives you something to listen to <laughs> or wait for. <laughs> it's like a little it's like a little secret. If you guys are interested, I've been and I'm about to record episodes about the Loki show that's been out, and uh, I do a special Patreon-exclusive episode every week where I talk about the newest episode, and also whatever's on my mind, at four in the morning. So if you want to just hear the ramblings of of what 4, four a.m. Pat, after the the TV shows, is is like, you're in the, well, you gotta give me at like $3, I think. Is our Patreon tiers? I don't remember. But if that's something, uh, we've been doing that. We're also going to be this weekend recording another uh, riff track. I think we're doing the movie Alien. And then we're going to record an episode about Aliens, the movie, and probably other stuff. So if that sounds... Oh, and also, we're going to our first movie. Like our first real outside of the the, the thing with the the theaters, with the popcorn and the the sitting. We're going to go see Black Widow. Uh, We already have the tickets bought. That's going to be the episode after this, or maybe, I don't know when it'll be, but you'll get to hear us talk about a movie that just came out. That'll be fun. Hooray. So I hope you guys uh, look forward to that. Sorry about the delay. It just means that this episode is going to be even better. So consider subscribing to the Patreon, follow us on all the social media so we can let you know when we're having more delays in the future. That sounds, uh, that's what people want to hear, Pat. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Oh, right, the, before I get started, uh, this is a very sensitive episode. We talked about a lot of things like self-harm, suicidal ideations, uh, mental health, and uh, and all that stuff. So if that's something you don't want to listen for, uh, we don't talk too much about the specifics of it, but we do, you know, kind of talk about uh, why people are feeling a certain way. Oh good, I'm glad my air conditioner turned on in the middle of my take. Uh, whatever. You guys get to hear it. Every episode is a nightmare. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and just a little content warning. I, well, now it turns off. Uh, I think I think you guys uh, just should know before we get started. So, with that being said, new episode go. This is the theme
1: song. War porn. War porn. Song.
0: We should probably talk about things that people can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. This is that. a non-visual medium, and we're just describing the things that they can't. Yeah. So the pandemic, we all adapted to being at home and... Or or whatever the reality became, either if you were an essential worker and you, know, you adapted to, you know, wearing a mask and all that. Dealing with unruly customers, because apparently 2020 was the year that everybody decided to turn their ego up to a thousand. Karen. <laughs> yeah, the Karens of the world were like, not only am I going to be unreasonable, I'm going to start shooting at people. <laughs> I'm just going to start carrying a gun and being the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we knew why. Uh, not only was it a pandemic, but we also were in like the late stages of the Trump presidency, where he just went completely off the rails, well, and I,
1: so did his supporters. What I, what I told you at dinner earlier was that I, I think now people are, like, the pandemic what it it was definitely a traumatic thing but the real serious trauma was it showed how how little our society takes care of its own people that's the really fucking scary part cuz like i remember last march having to make masks at home and like drive them to hospitals and shit and i was like we're the most powerful richest country in the history of the planet and don't whisper. We, we don't have enough fucking masks to give to our like medical workers. Nope. And then you find out that the, the the what was it? The CDC had been defunded, and the um you know infectious disease whatever task force had been disbanded. And
0: Basically, yeah, they they told Clinton, hey, a pandemic's coming and then bush was reminded hey a pandemic's coming like this you know we it, it's only a matter of time and then obama put on a task force together mm. and then trump completely gutted and disbanded that task force and anything about it and then we had the pandemic and there nothing we could have done yeah nothing nobody knew this was coming yes we did everybody knew it was coming you knew it was coming <laughs> you're lying mm-hmm. and so there was, so everyone in like a leadership position at the top was just gaslighting us and lying to us. It's not that big a deal. It's the same thing as the flu. While, and, and we have those tapes, like he knowingly yeah, yeah, was yeah. lying to
1: us. That one reporter, uh, what's his name? He said, oh yeah, it's 10 times deadlier than the flu and it's airborne and all that He crap. said that to the reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: then, you know, came out and told us it's no big deal. And, we, mm-hmm. and then all of his supporters kept repeating that. And it becomes this huge political point of contention. And then, like, it was like, all right, everybody just wear masks. Everybody mm-hmm. wear masks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we got to fight about that. And every single step of the way where it should have been like, okay, there's this pandemic. And that's bad enough. What are we going to do about it? And instead of having anything useful to say or do... The government made it worse. And then the people who uh, followed, like, because the government's become like a game. Nope. I think the big thing in that regard is that Republicans don't think of the government as a working entity. Mm-hmm. So like when I hear, oh, okay, a pandemic's come to the United States. Well, that seems like a job the federal government is designed to tackle. Yeah. They yeah, should be... exactly, exactly. This should be something that can't be handled. 50 states with individual mandates. That's stupid. It's mm-hmm. a pandemic. Yeah. We all need to be on the same page. Well, thank God we have a federal government. <laughs> but then they didn't do, do shit. Anything. And they, yeah. they left the mandates to the states because Republicans are just like,
1: oh, yeah, fucking states' yeah. Yeah.
0: And And it just made it worse. And mm-hmm. it keeps being worse. And... We went through this horrible thing while, and and like the whole time the conservatives were like, see, Mm -hmm. see, Mm -hmm. this is why we don't need big government.
1: Well, it it really, it showed the cracks in our society in a way that you just could not possibly ignore. At no point last year could you be like, yeah, this is fine. I mean, we have, you know, protests and the largest civil rights movement in history. Oh, and there's a coup. And then there's this tyrant talking about a stolen election but billionaires honestly, yeah
0: like made what like a trillion yeah. dollars or something it, between it, the the five of them or they made an obscene amount of wealth the mm-hmm. billionaires
1: and it just showed it showed how fuck how truly fucked up everything is and that's the real trauma cuz a disease whether you know even though it's scary it is sort of like a natural disaster right well, they're not good
0: at that either.
1: Yeah. Remember Katrina? Katrina, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,
0: or any of the What's crazy is that every single one of the hurricanes under Trump was like the level of Katrina, mm-hmm. but it just kept happening again and again and again that we we're all just like, "Oh, okay, I guess <laughs> I guess we'll just stop paying attention every time the mm-hmm. Gulf Coast gets utterly yeah. devastated."
1: They had I mean Puerto Rico got hit by one, right?
0: Puerto Rico still doesn't have power. <laughs> For real? Parts of Puerto Rico still do not have power or the infrastructure rebuilt. That's fucking in time again for
1: storm season. So and once again, so like these things happen, and it shows how truly unfair and fucked up so much of our society is, right? And it's traumatic. It's traumatic. It's really, I think the 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 shock people are feeling now isn't so much post COVID although that is an element of it, it's post-Trump. It's post this country losing its fucking mind. Well, we're still losing our mind. Yeah.
0: Because Trump wasn't an isolated incident. Trump showed the clearly showed the Republicans that they can just do that. Oh, we don't even have to pretend to have decorum. Mm-hmm. So now we've got these fucking, like this week, Lauren Boebert or whatever the fuck that idiot's name is, came out and was like, ugh, Putin doesn't respect uh President Biden and China said something and and South North Korea won't even meet with us and, and it was like, good. <laughs> I don't and like I saw I, I think I posted this, um Brian Cohen, I think is his name, was like, oh, so the dictators yeah. don't uh have have fond feelings for our president. Yeah, yeah. That's not the insult you think it
1: is, mm-hmm. Lauren. It you know what it was was there's Society, American society. We live in one. We do live in one. I saw the Joker movie in 2019. I know, you're a big fan. Oh. Uh, American society at its core is uh, bullshit, right? It's bullshit. We, we go to jobs we hate. Uh, we, we do stuff that we don't care about because we think we need to pay rent. And we think. Please stop whispering. All this is bullshit. It's a facade. And then the pandemic came and it was like, it, you know, because of its nature, it pushed aside all the bullshit. And it's like, yeah, your, your employer doesn't give a fuck about you. Your landlord doesn't give a fuck about you. Your president doesn't give a fuck about you. Your neighbors hate you. This society we, we live in is run on bullshit. And that's where the breakdown came because it was... Oh, you know, on the weekends, we all, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the club. I'm going to go to Hamptons. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that to distract myself from the insane bullshit that our lives are in this society. When that distraction was taken away, it was like, oh, my fucking God, we only have ourselves. And that's a very scary place. But we did learn to adapt. And one of the good things, like you're saying, it gave us something to revolve around. A prime directive. Stay at home. Wash your hands, wear a mask, do this. And so we learned, we adapted to that. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. And now, now that's sort of being dissipated and we're returning to the bullshit society. And people are freaking the fuck out because there's all types of, you know, first of all, what did all that mean? Am I going to be able to return to the bullshit society? Uh, Is this going to happen again? Uh, yes it is the pandemic mm-hmm and worse you think I don't think
0: I know w- what makes you say that the ice caps are melting
1: oh are you talking about um, there will
0: be more pandemic already uh virologists have said this this will happen again damn especially because we don't even know how this one happened yet yeah I mean I'm not I'm in no way endorsing any dumb bullshit theories, but we do not have like a solid The Wuhan lab. I'm not yeah, I'm not endorsing any of that. Uh but we don't have like we don't know exactly what did it. Mm. So but we and we knew this one was coming and there's gonna be more like this. We've had other variants. That's this is true. the first one that really took off, but uh in this way. But that it will maybe not for fifteen years. Maybe not for twenty we will probably live through this again.
2: Damn.
0: We, Which is crazy, because you'd think we would put in precautions now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, g- granted, we might get through it faster. I mean, look how quickly we came up with a vaccine. It's true. So if this were to occur again, I imagine maybe we would do better, but at the same time, but maybe we wouldn't. Maybe
1: we wouldn't. Maybe we would And And I think that's another thing that people are kind of freaking out by, is that... Uh, and by the ice cap
0: comment, I mean like it's releasing new viruses new, yeah. that we haven't seen in millennia.
1: I think one thing is is this struggle for meaning in this post like what did it all mean? Like last year was probably one of the most intense years anyone's ever lived through. We I mean it started with we almost went to war with Iran, and that's like the that's the footnote, right? <laughs> yeah, we nobody even brings that up. Yeah. And, and so now it's like, and we struggled so hard and we tried so hard and got so far and in the end it doesn't really matter, right? Like that Linkin Park song? I, I understood what you picked what it up. You okay, doing. all right, okay.
0: I just did not want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to yes and
1: to that. But there's this struggle for meaning. Like, what did it mean?
0: I think you've brought up that Linkin Park song like seven times no. in the history of this podcast. You love that song. Ah. <sighs>
1: It's a banger. It's got a great video. Do you like that Linkin Park song?
0: I like it fine. I like Linkin Park. I just I just enjoy how much dun, you dun, keep bringing dun,
1: it up. Dun, 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 it always dun, strikes dun, me dun. as
0: odd when you like bands <coughs> like that. Because they're not very hardcore.
1: No, but that's... A, uh, hey, I'll give credit where credit's due. That's a banger. That's a fucking banger. Are you a fan of Nickelback? Dude, I fucking love Nickelback. <laughs> I fucking love <sighs> do you like Nickelback? I don't mind them. Oh, no, no. You, you know, you, my favorite, Creed. Legitimately you like actually Creed. like I like Creed. Like, uh, do you put on Creed? At the gym? Yes. Wait, what's a Creed song? My Sacrifice? Hum a, a bar. It's like, I, higher? Can You Take Me Higher? Oh, I know that song. That's higher. a good can dude. You can
0: you take me higher?
1: It's a banger. That's it's a, a fucking banger. Did they have man. a
0: Superman song or something?
1: No, Nickelback did a song for Spider-Man 2. What we need is a hero to save us. Oh, I love that. That's song. a great song. That's a great song. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that song. Uh they did Photograph. Look at this photograph. I've, I've seen. That's a good one. Um TikTok really likes
0: to take that one and change it into stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Some some great bands, dude. Sure.
0: I'm just, surpri- I'm just surprised. You're
1: surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like people have been having a lot of mental breakdowns recently.
0: I'm not surprised about that, that I knew they would. I've been predicting this the whole year. I've said that a large pop- par- portion of our population is going to have post-traumatic stress from this.
1: What makes you, what made you come to that conclusion?
0: Human being, the, the worst thing you can do to human beings is isolate them. Mm-hmm. It is the worst torture that you can impart on a human being. Like, there might be faster versions of torture. You might think that, like, ripping out toenails or bamboo under the under the fingernails is like, no, that would be worse. But we've done enough studies to know that just putting a person alone in a room yeah. drives
1: them insane. Bamboo under the fingernails—that's a
0: big one. Yeah, oof, it hurts. Super- have you had those... it done? No, I have not. I don't know. I don't thing. know what they do in the army. Yeah, they just <laughs> use one of the most horrific forms of torture. Oh. Yeah, that's like most of your nerve endings are there. So they just tap. In
1: your toenails? Under your fingernails. Oh. Have you or ever seen tap? that? They tap the bamboo? They just tap it in there. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's really painful. Oh, man. Or like waterboarding
0: or uh, there's Chinese water torture where they just drip water on your forehead. I think it's Chinese water. Tour. Is that what it's called? That's it feels that sounds, racist to give it a name. That sounds soothing. No, 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 no. It's um really. It's because it just happens for so long that it
1: starts to hurt because oh. it's
0: water. It, it like think about how a, a canyon cuts through or water cuts through a canyon. Oh, water. so it starts to. Are you googling it? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Find out what's the time code in case I need to remove where I was racist. Yeah.
1: Um. Chinese water torture, or oh, sitting on my phone. a dripping machine, is a mental oh, so it
0: is called that. All right, well then I'm not the painful racist. Painful
1: process in which cold water slowly dripped onto the scalp, forehead, or face for a prolonged period. Process causes fear and mental deterioration. So it's like a mental thing. Yes. Damn.
0: So I think you have to remember that it is psychologically traumatic to be isolated, mm-hmm. and we've all been. Largely isolated for the year and a half. Yeah. We also had a tumultuous election, to say the least. Then we had an insurrection. Yeah. Then we've... Like, it's, it's damaging and traumatic to be gaslit. Yes. Having somebody lie to you constantly and you being like, I, you're, you're, I know you're lying to me. Mm-hmm. And we were. For loudly and obviously all throughout this. And and continue and Continue and yet we lying. were given even like with each thing like there's there's no there's no racism there's no mm-hmm. there's no systemic problems and then we watch video after video after video of the police abusing their power mm-hmm. and so you know a movement comes out of that hey maybe the cops kind of suck and it's like oh you're not american yeah and it's like oh cool i'm not american cuz i don't like the police having unfettered power yeah yeah and and there's like this whole Very loud and very, like, what would be the word? Energized group of people that are just going out and finding people to argue with. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, for me, it's a lot more because I, um, I have a following. You have a following. I am a bit of an influencer. Guys, if, if you're looking for some new headphones, check out Raycon. Your buds uh, coming this summer. Uh, have you guys tried? What are the other? What are the big ones? Uh, um, oh, oh, it, NordVPN, Be- bang, bang Energy, Bang Energy, yeah. NordVPN, um, Rage Shadowland. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Rage. No, no,
1: the it's... Men Groomer, the the m- Manscaper.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. That's they big actually YouTube. did
1: reach out to us.
0: I don't think we were supposed
1: to say that. Oh, I cut that part out. <laughs> Stacy, our editor, Stacy, cut that hey, part out. Hey, Stace. Hey. Uh, Stacy can you okay time stamp it 50 minutes 24 seconds cut out that part of where that.
0: where we mentioned that we've been reached out yeah, to yeah. by advertisers cut out
1: actually cut out the whole bit <laughs> because you know what we, if we, would, what if to we would like to make money from yeah. any of those brands hey yeah.
0: sh- Raid Shadow Legends if you want to give us money to Raid say Raid Shadow Legends I will say it in the same tone of voice uh, It'll so it'll sound sarcastic but yeah. you should give us what is Raid Shadow Legends is it like you don't watch YouTube
1: no, dude, just porn.
0: <laughs> just. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that porn doesn't have like brought to you by. Oh Rage no, no, porn Shadow does, Legends.
1: porn does, but it's not Rage Shadow. No, that's so what I'm saying. I'm surprised Rage
0: Shadow Legends hasn't branched into porn. They they pay so many YouTubers. It's some fucking mobile game. Who play? I see ads for mobile
1: games left and right. Who the fuck is playing these things?
0: Uh, so the mobile game strategy. Is to just get a couple of whales. Whales are people who spend tens of thousands of dollars a month
1: playing the game.
0: There's a lot. I was reading about it today. A lot of like rich people who have like a disposable income will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on mobile games just to stay on the leaderboards. So it just says like their name because they. Just, it doesn't matter to them. If you could, if you could spend ten bucks and have your name be at the top of something and pissing everybody off, would you do it just to be an asshole? Yes, you would.
1: A ten bucks a day? No,
0: just... If you just if you were like... I was like, hey, give me ten bucks, and I'll put your name at the top of Fortnite. And then everyone will just... You'll be like, yeah, that's right. I'm the best at Fortnite. Or whatever. I guess. Just to piss people off. Or like... It, it, it's the same thing as people who go to an arcade and want their initials at yeah. the top. Yeah. And these people spend a hundred thousand dollars so they can stay at the top of fucking uh clan wars oh or whatever and they're called whales and that's the entire point of mobile is to just try to snag a few just a
1: bunch of rich people's like kids to play some just rich
0: people some like 32 year old who has nothing better to do with his time is just like i i like that the numbers go up but when you're rich it's like it's a gambling you go to you go to a casino you don't care if you make money you're a millionaire
1: yeah. You're just there to have to try to, to fill the the void. The void left by the fact that you have all the money in the world but you still aren't happy. Yeah, you still aren't happy. Oh, so you spend it on
0: fucking clan
1: whatever. Oh god. That's so oh that's depressing. Yeah. That's fucking depressing. Why do you
0: think why do you think Jeff Bezos after Ugh. he di- after he did everything, there's also two songs Inside About Jeff Bezos that just come out of nowhere and they're really funny. Oh god. Jeff Bezos <laughs> They're just they're bops. Okay. Oh, God, watch the special. You I, know, I know, I um, know. So, what, even he wants to go to space, because he's bored. And, mm-hmm. he, and he he needs, he's like, oh, I have all the money in the world, but uh, what does it mean if I can't go to space or whatever?
1: Yeah, put his name on the fucking what, moon What if whatever. I can't fuck Mars? <laughs> I just want to stick my dick in Mars. Dude, what a, like... What would what do you think an ethical billionaire would look like? It it doesn't.
0: I don't th- I think that's kind of an oxymoron. You cannot amass billions of dollars in an ethical way. I just don't think that exists. There's no way that you cuz if you did it in an if if you were an ethical billionaire, every single one of your employees would have full health mm-hmm. coverage and dental and you would take care of the you would be a real ethical billionaire it wouldn't be trying to to take fucking little jaunts to space, they yeah. would be using their money to solve problems. Hunger. Why? It, it there's a monetary like there, people have figured out it would cost this much money to end the homelessness in the United States. Why aren't billionaires doing that? How much? Money oh well, it's not solvent. It's not like they really have billions of dollars. That's why he bought a four hundred million dollar yacht. Yeah. It or, is true, though. I think I'll... one of them spent like 1.7 billion dollars on a boat. So I don't want to hear anymore how how oh well, you know, it's not it's not solvent, and they can't just like take out a hundred billion dollars at the drop of a hat.
1: A lot of their stuff, though, is like like Am- it's not that Bezos has just billions hanging around. So that Amazon, which he owns, is worth billions, right? So he would have to sell a little bit of Amazon to whatever, give money to homeless people.
0: Sure. But he also like does have money to throw around. Yeah. That's how Amazon keeps doing shit. Right. So he could like pay his fucking employees better or raise the conditions in his, you know, Amazon right now is worried that because they have such absurd turnover rate that they're going to run out of workers. <clears throat> Imagine that.
1: Don't they have a... I saw an article about like a zen booth in the warehouse. Yeah, there's a
0: scream booth where you go in and you... Dude,
1: we live in a fucking dystopia, man.
0: Dude, Uh, there's a bunch of uh, big banks right now are buying up all the houses in Canada and the United States at absurd prices so that people can't buy houses because they want to turn the entirety of North America into a renter's state. Where you can't buy property anymore. You just have to rent? You just have to rent. Dude. And Warren Buffett came out and was like, people are just going to have to get used to the idea that America's a renter society. Because all the people may all the, like, we are, we, all the billionaires made their money. And now they want to burn the ladders behind them. They used to be like, okay, the middle class, you can get property and mm-hmm. make money that way. Mm-hmm. But we're closing that too. It's every avenue for anyone to move up the, uh class ladder is being eradicated it's
1: funny that i speaking personally like i do you know i work as a therapist i do private sessions and i put together the math and i'm like okay i am earning just enough to pay rent and i'm not i'm not saving any money and if i have people cancel on me then i have to dip into my own savings just just to live in a room in philadelphia and I'm like, how the fuck? And I know people will be like, yo, you gotta grind, you gotta hustle, you gotta save. And I'm like, I- I'm doing all that, <laughs> and it's like not. It's I'm just breaking even. Like, what the fuck is going on here? It's it's on purpose. It's to
0: keep. It's because we have money in politics. It's mm-hmm. because these companies go and they pay a lot of money so that so that Mitch McConnell yeah. won't let any thing get passed or changed and then they they pass these laws so that billionaires can do whatever they want and we can slowly make it so every job is a factory warehouse nightmare dystopian job and everybody's getting paid fucking we are minimum wage in some parts of the country is absurd
1: it's still seven
0: dollars seven dollars it hasn't come up since like the 19 fucking seventies. yeah yeah we have, the amount that rent has gone up has gone up like 400% and yeah. the wages has stayed
1: completely stagnant. It's true. I I work with someone who uh, works in Virginia and gets paid $7 an hour. Seven fucking dollars an hour. And it's like we are increasingly becoming...
0: It's not like, oh, well, it's seven bucks in Georgia, so you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. No, no. everything is on the internet now. Yeah. Oh, you want to get Netflix? $12.
1: Yeah. And that's everywhere. That's
0: everywhere. Oh, well, then he doesn't get to watch Netflix. Oh, okay. Cool. (laughs) Still has to buy food. So fuck him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, It's this... The pandemic radicalized me in a way that I can't turn off, in that I just constantly see the excuses and the like the shaming and oh well you know maybe if they had worked harder Mm -hmm. they'd be in a better position worked harder at what and i just it's like okay hey, you know credit was invented in the 1980s after all the boomers bought all their property oh after everybody got theirs they invented fucking credit and we're like all right this next generation coming up We're going to judge them based on their financial solvency, Uh, despite the fact that they're going to experience multiple recessions Mm -hmm. and stock market crashes. We are still going to judge them on their financial literacy. We're also not going to teach them financial literacy Mm -hmm. at any level. We're not going to teach them how to balance a checkbook because it's unlike the tech now like now balancing a checkbook. Like, why would you learn how to do that? You could just do online
1: banking. Mm -hmm. But like, who the fuck? taught anyone how to do that well i you know i think that th- the thing is is and I was- by the
0: way banks this year made billions and billions of dollars on what overdraft fees
1: oh dude
0: <laughs> the banks made money during a pandemic because people didn't have enough money in their fucking bank accounts are you fucking kidding yeah, me that Oh, bro! You don't have you didn't you didn't give you aren't you don't have money in your bank? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take more from you. Yeah, that's, during a pandemic,
1: that's absurd.
0: And at no point did the government go, "Hey, uh, no." <laughs> that's kind of like twenty percent of us are out of work. No, mm-hmm. it's almost it's like robbery. It is robbery. It's absolutely robbery because you have to have your money in a bank. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna get an apartment without a bank account? What are you going to... Are you going to have a job with that direct deposit? Yeah. Like, no. No, you're not.
1: I was... you going to build credit without a bank account? Good luck. I was listening to another podcast that is a little more leftist, but they were talking about how... <laughs> I don't know. I think we're pretty leftist. Oh, i going to talk about how fucking radical... I was listening to, I to Chapo. Was a, I was listening to Chapo Trap House. There. Boom. And this was a couple of months ago and they said that, like, you know, here in the U.S. we like to call a country like China, an authoritarian state because the government controls everything. But here, the authoritarianism is through the financial system and it's through your job. And a a good example of it is in China, the government will censor what you say on the internet. But here, you're censored saying certain things on the internet because what if your job finds out and they fire you? Much in the same way that yeah, the government's not going to control your wages or whatever, but the bank will be like, "Oh, you owe us money because you owed us money." That's authoritarianism. That's it's it's not strict authoritarianism, but it is it's authoritarianism.
0: It's we've created this system where you have to participate, you have to get a job and do all these things and figure out how to do all of them and if you don't you're going to be destitute. Mm-hmm. It's not like getting, cause that's why a lot of people push for universal basic income. Everybody gets just enough to live off of. And then if you want more than that, if you want more than the bare minimum, like food, shelter, water, then you get a job and contribute. Right. Which I think is the best way because I don't think that humans are inherently lazy. Mm-hmm. I think cause we'd get bored. Yeah. Humans like
1: to do tasks. Exactly.
0: And they, if they're forced to do shitty tasks that they hate, they're less uh, productive. And happy. And happy. And then they don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. because you've made them clinically depressed. But humans at their core aren't particularly, we're not like a lazy
1: creature. No. I remember I read this New Yorker article about a theorist in the 19th century who predicted that in the future, we'll have technology do so much stuff for us that the main dilemma of human existence would be boredom and filling up our time with that. And it's sort of the opposite where people, yes, we have technology who, that does speed up a lot of processes for us. But like everyone is busy, 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 busy. It's it's constantly because it's we have the capability to do more. So we want to do more, like you said. And, and you know, people naturally, like, they want to fill up their time. Like, if you think about it, in the past, they would be like, all right, we're going to farm. And then at night, I'm going to sit on my rocking chair and whittle.
0: Well, because they would wake up with the sun, work until yeah. it's set. And then they, had not, they couldn't do anything after yeah. that.
1: But now we're like, oh, well, you know, I have a podcast. I'm in a band and I do therapy and I do comedy and I watch the Jets and I'm going to the beach and oh, it's like every, you can do so much and people people assume though that if they don't punish you and fill up your life with meaningless labor that you're just gonna sit on your couch and do nothing.
0: Well that's because they keep lying to us with their propaganda that everybody is a welfare queen and lazy mm-hmm. and oh god if you if you gave people if you gave people an inch they're they're just gonna they're just gonna take from you and they're gonna destroy society and it's like No. You know what it is? It's because it benefits the working, or it benefits billionaires if the working class puts their ego into being like, fuck you. I work, like the fact that people brag about working 80 hours a week, like that's some sort of fucking accomplishment. Like, bro, I'm up on hot roofs 80 hours a (laughs) week. It's like, okay, I hope you're well compensated for that. You're destroying yourself. You're like, yeah, because I'm a real man. Dude, and it's I like, grind. That's, I that's hustle. That's not, it's not, a, wow, Nito. Dude, I work 80 hours I'm better hours than you because, I, because I am a, a fucking.
1: I don't sleep. My wife doesn't know my name. I work 80 hours a week. I haven't bro. spoken to my children yeah. this
0: week. Because I'm a provider, yeah. It's like neat. So we're just gonna stay in this 1950s sentimentality. Mm-hmm. It's like your job's go. Like I had a guy who, who I'm pretty sure he was a trucker. I made this video being like, "Hey, if you're having a hard ride, right t- a hard time right now, it totally makes sense." It like we we're coming out of a traumatic event. This is the time when your body starts to process these emotions, yeah. and the, all these other things are going on. And this guy was like. My life did not change at all. (laughs) I visited 48 states in eight months. And I was like, is this some sort of like trucker brag to you? Like, dude, your job is going to go to a robot. Yeah. The moment that it is financially... If it works out in favor of the company that they have to pay less in insurance to have a robot drive that rig, you're done. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a shit about you. You don't have job security. You're not doing like... Nothing about this grind is keeping you safe or protected. You're just unable to see it because your ego keeps telling you every day that this is what gives you worth.
1: Yeah, but that's in a way that is a coping strategy. And clearly it isn't because if
0: that dude was like, I get in that truck and I drive and it gives me purpose and I'm satisfied with that. He wouldn't get on TikTok find my video and feel the need to be like fuck you bro my life mm-hmm. hasn't changed i did all that need to tell other people that what he's doing is important is because he's trying to convince himself right that driving to those 48 states had meaning and purpose and he's a good person in fact a better person than me mm-hmm. because otherwise why did he do it Well, it's you struggle and And you did it because there isn't one. There's no reason because it made somebody else a lot more
1: money. It goes goes back to what we were talking about earlier where when you struggle, you want there to be meaning and purpose. And so this guy who did fucking probably work his ass off driving to 48 states and it was a fucking pain in the ass and it was probably scary as shit. I don't think he was scared. Well, still, it was it was alien. It was an odd experience. It was an intense experience. And uh, he's probably struggling to find meaning from that. And the only meaning he can create is coming across your video and seeing that as like the antithesis of his experience. So he's like, well, I'm just going to use that to define what I just went through. So fuck you. Fuck you. You blah, 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 blah. And that's what people are doing is like, You know, they, we just survived this hellish year. Now there's a lot of cum fish. Oh yeah. Mudfish. We cum. And they're like, you know, one sentiment is like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go crazy. And I'm gonna get drunk and sleep with as many people as possible. Which is fine if you want to do that. That's great. But like, does that give meaning or purpose to what happened last year?
0: Everybody is reacting the way veterans do when they come home from war. What's that? That Everyone there, I'm going to, uh, this is my, I'm going to go out and, and just fuck. Yeah. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to go crazy this summer. And mm-hmm. then they come home and they're just, I, I, I'm, some of them I'm sure are fine. And will are res- meant to like, some people have just a neuroplasticity where this year is going to bounce right off of them and it'll literally be like nothing happened mm-hmm. and fine. But for a lot of people, I bet right now, they are absolutely lying to themselves. I remember when I got back... I, I, don't get me wrong. When I got back from Afghanistan, I wasn't like, Oh, gee willikers, I'm mm-hmm. having PTSD. I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. I a lot of people had it worse than me. I I don't have PTSD. Mm. And I would be like drunk sobbing and <laughs> just be like, I, I'm fine. Everything's fine, you guys. And then... You know, it just, I it kept, I was seeing a therapist or something, and they're like, You have, I went to see a therapist to get ADHD meds, and they're like, We're gonna have to address this PTSD first. And I was like, What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Not me. What are you talking <laughs> I'm silly. I only wake up screaming five times a night. It's yeah, not a big it's deal. like whatevs. <laughs> it's whatevs. And I think a lot of that is denial and an inability for a lot of people to. Have that difficult conversation and admit that they're not okay. And I, I think this summer is going to be interesting. In a lot of it, especially with social media, it seems like a lot of people desperately trying to show that they're okay. Mm-hmm. I hey, look at me at all these shows. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm I'm out. I'm, I oh, I went on vacation. I'm back at my favorite Disney World or whatever. Oh, I went to the Caribbean, and it's like. I just feel this like underlying current of like, please
1: believe me, Mm -hmm. believe that I'm okay so that I can convince myself. Well, like I was saying is so much of our society is a delusion and then COVID came along and basically wrecked that delusion. And now people are like, but we can have the delusion back. Right? Right.
0: Isn't that crazy? I'm just gonna stand up for a second. Don't freak out.
1: Okay. You good?
0: I just have been sitting in the same position for an hour and I want to stretch.
1: Um, and so people are desperate to get back to the delusion. But the fact is, is that you, you can't just automatically plug back in.
0: One of the things I was trying to express in my TikTok was that we adapt to situations and you don't get to just like undo that. Mm-hmm. Like your brain changes to become accustomed, like literally like... Parts of it, like our amygdalas, I wish they would do a study where they would just scan a bunch of fucking people's brains, because I bet our amygdalas got bigger.
1: The reptilian brain?
0: uh, Or like, not the amygdala, the, am I, am I right? Like, for PTSD, when they scan our brains, there's more blood flow and more, like, activity in the center, which is your reptilian response, as opposed to your prefrontal cortex, which is like. Your, the logic. logic yeah, 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 yeah. So I think a lot of people right now are in that snap, reptilian, mm-hmm. I can't get out of my fight or flight response. I'm getting it. That video has like a couple few thousand comments of people being like, I went to the store without my mask today and I had a panic attack. Yeah. And it's like, of course you did. It'd be like, it was like the first few months. Masks are equivalent to guns from the military. Because when I got home, I would wake up and be like, where's my gun? And, and then I'd be like, oh, right. I'm home Mm -hmm. i don't need that anymore but like
1: my brain is still like i need this even when we went to dinner today and going in the restaurant and we take the mask off there's still this sense of like oh is this uh is this because you know and it's funny because during the pandemic you know i don't know about you but i've been like oh i just can't wait i just can't fucking wait for us to not have to wear these things anymore. Oh, that's going to be so great. It's going to be so great, especially at the gym. But then this week, at the gym, they're like, you don't have to wear a mask here. And I was like,
0: oh. But I wanna. Yeah. I mean, it's... it.
1: I I think... I think, you know, the, the pandemic itself was very tough on people with Mental illness, right? Any and and first of all, any type of change. Well, trauma sticks. Yeah,
0: that's the thing that they talk about. If you have trauma in your brain and you get new trauma, it's going to stick to your old trauma. Mm -hmm. So if if you have childhood trauma and now like and it'll associate with one another, right? So like a lot of my that's why ego is so big for me because of a bunch of childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and it it brings that out and it's been reinforced by other problems, but, you know, I've had, I've had new people traumatize me with the same old tricks, yeah. but it, it, but the emotion I go back to isn't 24 year old Pat experiencing this. It's, it's six year old. Yeah, I, exactly. I have, so I brings up all these emotions from, um, that's why, uh, that's why you and I get mad at each other because of our parents.
1: Right. Basically. No, you, you said something really interesting a couple of weeks ago that your therapist... Because you thought it was the war. Mm-hmm. But it turns out it's your a lot of A lot of childhood... Yeah. But
0: I... like And that's the... That, that is a, a refrain from basically every neurodivergent... You... I... Go find me a neurodivergent kid who didn't have childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. The world isn't made for... Our society is not designed... To facilitate neurodivergent people.
1: So, does the trauma cause the neurodivergence or the neurodivergence is there and it's the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to both. <laughs> to both? It's, uh,
0: yeah, a little bit of both. It. It. Like, no, you don't get like. Well, because like some can... trauma can cause some similar symptoms to like neurodivergence like people with brain damage have a lot of like ADHD like symptoms even though they don't have childhood developmental ADHD a lot of trauma will have similar signs to like OCD and autism and ADHD because it's like your your brain has changed its shape and the way that it functions not the same way so you're not going to get all the same stuff that's why it's really hard to diagnose in older people because it's like Did you have neurodivergence and then trauma? So the neurodivergence is informing the trauma and so, and that's why you have these symptoms or were you traumatized and now have symptoms of neurodivergence because of trauma, but you aren't actually neurodivergent. You're just severely traumatized. So, and, and, uh, yeah, it's a fun, it's fun.
1: It's that begs the question. Can you get bullied into something like autism?
0: No, not in that way, but you could be so severely uh, abused that you mimic signs. That, like, so autism isn't like. Autism is a, co- a communication issue with the brain. With the brain. And yeah. a, a neuro. It's something that you're born with, and your brain is literally a different structure than a neurotypical brain. However, the way that we identify autism because it's literally unique with each person who has it is by a clustering of symptoms. of symptoms so if you have if you're if you score high in these 10 categories do you stim do you have oh. social uh social ab- or a difficulty with social situations do you have overwhelming emotions do you have um Hi, is uh, hyperfocus hyper focus is a is a sign of neurodivergence. Um, what's the one uh, where I where you space out? Disassociation? Disassociation. That's a symptom of autism. It no everyone disassociates. Yeah, people who are neurodivergent disassociate more. Okay, it's like every computer because we're all biological computers. Disassociation is just you sort of going into power saver mode mm-hmm. because your brain can't get the things to fire in the way that it wants or you're so overwhelmed it just goes into sleep mode yeah where you're still conscious it's still function or not so much conscious but you're still functioning and things are still happening but your brain just does not have the processing power to deal with whatever Mm -hmm. is happening Mm -hmm. at this moment Mm -hmm. or at least your conscious mind doesn't so like a normal neuro i don't like the word normal a neurotypical fella could have a really bad day and disassociate, or they would probably disassociate when they drive cars because mm-hmm. it's just boring. It's rote. It's and rote. So your mind, and your mind just, wanders, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, there's daydreaming, and then there's maladaptive daydreaming. What's
1: and What's the difference between daydreaming?
0: Thing? Is you're bored and you just sort of flit off to like think about whatever, and maladaptive daydreaming is you build an entire world in your head and you live there more now because it's more comfortable ah, than being okay. a person. Okay, I I. And there's levels of it. Like I sort of was maladaptively daydreaming in Afghanistan because I invented an entire fantasy world that I would think about all the time to not think about the bombs in the road. And I, and I wrote a book about it, so it was more I um acceptable so societally. I
1: don't like the term. I don't like the word maladaptive there because it's it feels a little judgmental. Because like take you for example, you created this world and you wrote books and like. You got them published. Was that a maladaptive result? Uh, I guess you're not wrong.
0: It can be very uh, it- detrimental to the to the person. Mine was like, well, yeah, you were in Afghanistan. It makes it makes sense. You checked out, but I also like I start to check out during our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to like really
1: try to rein myself back in. Well, so one and common I, uh, yeah. t- uh, technique of disassociation people have, and I know you have this, is humor.
0: Right? Humor, and I, that's why I wanted to put this on. If I can look at the fish while you talk, it helps me concentrate.
1: But here's the thing about humor. Humor is can be a very positive way. Like humor can help you cope and, and help you process. But yeah, humor can also be like, you know, people do use it to avoid the truth, uh, nervous laughter, stuff like that. But we don't call it maladaptive humor.
0: Yeah, you do. You call it um, humor, the defense mechanism. Yeah. But or it's a maladaptive just, defense mechanism. It just... If you met someone who could not... Like, I know I have... My thing with humor is that I struggle to form actual vulnerable connections because it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I just deflect with humor. Right and that That's, i do that like when i'm cl- like in relationships like really close relationships like if i am with a girl and we have like a sweet moment i want to make a joke yes cuz it's oh we we're getting mm-hmm. too close to to real town and i we got gotta a keep noise. it light baby yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah my thing is um i like to you know you know those moments where, like, something wonderful happens and you share a kiss and it's, like, a sweet moment. Like, fireworks or something. Yeah. Or New Year's. Uh, my go-to is to blow into their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, while they're kissing you. And if... Uh. You know how you know, sometimes someone will, like, sigh into a kiss in, like, a sweet way where they'll kind of, like, melt? Yeah. That's when you... And you blow into their mouth so their cheeks puff yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And they get real mad,
1: dude. That, that's a good move. Yeah, it really pisses that's them off. That's a good move. Yeah, I like to. It's and then and then you laugh. I like to belch and then blow into their face. That's pretty gross. Too. Yeah, that's pretty fucking gross. Um, I like to. Uh, God, what what are other uh, you know farting is a good way to sort of like puncture the vulnerability of the moment with some crude.
0: Uh, sometimes after a sweet moment, I will slap them on the ass and say, good game. <laughs> really, nice. really, really take the the tenderness of the moment yeah, yeah. and distill it into uh, uh, uncomfortable masculinity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I remember once uh, I was on tour with my band and I said, uh, it was the first show I played with them. I said, man, I really love you guys. And then I was like oh, no, that was too vulnerable. And I said, uh, but Jack, you're out of the band. And it's sort of like, it sort of like pierced the, the, like, you know, because I think especially for men, when you have those, like, even those really sweet moments are like, ooh. Yes, men
0: are not taught how to have, like, intimate moments. Yeah, it's another.
1: weird. Dude, especially with other men. Like, did you ever see Clerks 2? Yes. You know the scene where they're in jail and he's like, man, I love you, dude. Remember? No, but I believe in you. It ruined the whole movie for me. Really? And that's a movie where they have like a guy fuck a horse in the (laughs) restaurant. Remember? I don't.
0: Maybe I didn't.
1: (laughs) Dude, you've (laughs) never. Dude, you don't have like a scene for scene, shot for shot, like memory of every scene in that movie. No. Oh, dude. Dude. (laughs) And you call yourself autistic. Come on. I feel like you have, like, uh, the worst
0: movies. (laughs) I know. Wait, hold on. Like, um, what's that cop movie? State Super Troopers. I feel like that's important to you. Oh, yeah. I feel like
1: like the movie Super Troopers is, like, one where you're, like, no, you don't. I remember a lot of lines from that I bet you do. But, like... Meanwhile, they would, like, try to teach me, like, like Pythagorean theorem in math class. Fuck that. That doesn't stick. But when, when Officer Farva says, uh, where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school? Like, I, I say that to myself once a month. Dude, it's, it's, it's like, you know, when you care about something, you'll hyper-focus on it and, like, all the details will come in, you know?
0: Yes. I agree. I just think it's funny that everything <laughs> you pick is like... Super trooper. Is like the most toxic masculine. <laughs> oh, like you, come on. You are drawn to toxic masculinity. I am. I'm you, it's drawn... Like, it's like your favorite thing. You I'm... like hockey, which is the most... Like, t- like a, a, a sport where fighting is expected. Yeah. And... And not that heavily punished.
1: Yes, for real. Where
0: they whip fucking pucks at each other yeah, and like man. have knives on their feet. And Hell they yeah. literally punch each other until somebody falls down. Hell yeah. I, I You'd think football, but football, they're kind of like... There are rules. There are a lot of rules and it's not as... It's, it's physically demanding. I don't know if I would call it as violent as hockey. No. Because like when somebody gets checked into a board, it's oh, a lot... They, they die. Like, a lot different from like... A guy wearing... Like, don't get me wrong. Footballers get a lot of brain damage. But they're wearing, like, a shitload of protective equipment. And Mm -hmm. their entire job is training to slam into each other. Mm -hmm. In Mm -hmm. a a scrimmage line. Which is less dynamically violent it's more than like whipping wrestling. across an yeah. ice rink like, and then hitting a guy into a board there have been at some... 40 miles an hour or whatever. However, how fast do you think they get? Maybe not 40, but like,
1: uh, they get up there. Uh, 10, 30? 15? Oh, 20. I would yeah. say 20 to 30, yeah. You get they're, going. they're booking. Yeah, dude. There have been a couple hits this this playoff season where, whoof people have like died. Really? Not died, but I mean like come very close to jeez been pretty sweet you so hockey and you like football too though I do like football you do like football
0: but hockey takes top spot because there's more blood
1: and it's simpler it's just simpler you love war movies I love war movies
0: Do, do you like like violent video games of course like of the video games you're like if I was like hey do you want to play Mario with me you'd be like boring yeah I would rather play one where somebody explodes like
1: Doom or Call of Duty um your
0: your music choice is like broy bro uh, metal
1: screamo. Yeah, dude. oh don't call it screamo. Scream a ding Scre- dong. Scream a ding dong. Scream. song. So yesterday, Scream song. I was moshing at the show. Your I, favorite style of dance is violence. I know you would. Why love do you it.
0: think this is? What about you is so drawn to violence? I just cause like my older Have brother. Have you ever man? been in a fight? Uh, Not with family.
1: Yes. Growing up in in high school, we would have backyard fights.
0: Oh, so you did like fight club bullshit. Yeah.
1: And, and this is how every fight would go. I would get clocked during the boxing portion, but then I would wrestle them to the ground and choke them out. But every fight, I would run up and get like punched in the face, see stars... And then I'd take them have down. Have you ever had them. a brain scan? Do you know how many concussions you have? No, and I don't want to. You probably have a lot of concussions. Dude, I probably have that CTE. That makes a lot of sense
0: about you, yeah. I don't know why I never put that together. I have CTE, dude. CTE? You don't know what that is? Probably. They changed the, num- the names all That's the time. That's what
1: the football players get. when Oh, right. Yeah, dude.
0: They changed the name. It used to be like TBI, and then they changed it to... TMI, TMZ. TMZ. DBZ. Yeah, DMZ, yeah.
1: DBZ Abridged. Yeah, dude. NBC Nightly News.
0: Uh, 30 Rock. Hell yeah. The Brain Damage Show.
1: Yeah. What were we talking about?
0: Uh, brain Damage, ironically. Okay, yeah. No, and, I... And all the... Oh, how how you are hyper-drawn to violence and why that might be.
1: I don't know. I just... I I think... To I,
0: the point where you, like, won't enjoy something if it's not violent. I'm kind of shocked you've been allowing the fish to just oh no i've away. always loved fish you i like love fish. fish okay
1: i grew up going to the norwalk aquarium in norwalk connecticut
0: i figured that that's where you yeah know...
1: dude it, it was dope they had wait the... you don't mean mystic it was it was called norwalk aquarium oh. at my, i i i don't know there is the, the
0: the biggest aquarium in like the northeast is mystic aquarium. where is that Min Mystic, Connecticut.
1: Oh, okay. No.
0: Which is a little up the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lived in Southern Connecticut. Go to Norwalk, you'd watch the Serengeti movie on IMAX, which was amazing. Did you ever see that? Maybe. And, like, it, they they yeah, would,
0: these c- turtles keep fucking up this coral.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: Kind of destroy Did you the ever reef. go
1: to the aquarium and they have, you could touch, like, the horseshoe crab? Yeah. That was great. What about the stingray? Could you could like pet the stingray? I have pet a stingray. That was cool. I wish there were more turtles for touching. Yeah, you're a big turtle toucher.
0: I do. I like touching them.
1: Yeah, you do. I
0: like I like giving them. They like being pet on their neck. Yeah, that's where turtles. What are, are
1: you, a big sea turtle or land turtle?
0: Any kind of turtle, I'm a big fan. Or tortoises, I I don't care. I I, like,
1: I think I prefer the sea turtle. They're I just like just so like graceful. Have you ever
0: just watched like a tortoise eat stuff? Though it's it's delightful. No,
1: dude, I I saw a lot this, of my
0: TikToker is tortoises.
1: I saw this news story <gasps> about he did a flip. Oh, that was so cool! Someone was moving. Someone had a pet tortoise, and they were moving. And they left this pet tortoise in a box for like 30 years. And it lived. And it would like eat the moisture in the cardboard of the box. And just lived for 30 years. And they opened up a box 30 years later and there's this fucking tortoise alive. Uh, You know turtles live forever.
0: They don't live forever, but they live a very long time.
1: Like 200 years and shit.
0: Yeah, they do. That's crazy, man. Well, they're they're the I, I think of them as like the grandpas of the animal world. Yeah. It's just they're racist? Yeah, they're just <laughs> racist. They <laughs> back like, in my day. Ah, oh, these fucking <laughs> uh, back in back in my day. It's like shut up. Shut up, you dude. Just waddling around winning races. Yeah.
1: It's true. Yeah.
0: Uh what were we talking about initially? violence and how you're drawn to it yeah i love it i fucking i love and it. how you probably have brain damage yeah and then dude. You, now two times you've lost the track of <laughs> oh yeah i love
1: violence i love is it because of the brain damage you think i love murder no i've always loved violence um it's because it's what i grew up with um it's great is that is
0: it because it feels like home for you yeah that's odd because i also grew up in a tumultuous household but i am not that drawn to violence i'm more drawn to like cartoons and and nice things
1: i've noticed that um i am uh initially attracted to women uh because subconsciously i think that they will mistreat me (laughs) i'm just like ooh, i bet she would ghost me oh yeah (laughs) ooh I bet she would get drunk and yell insults at me but now the girl I'm seeing now is like really nice Uh, does it make you feel and I'm just like she'll be like have a good day and I'm like what do I do with this (laughs)
0: like (laughs) oh my strategy with that is that I just assume everyone's being facetious all the time
1: that's a good one if if
0: someone's like hey I I really respect you I'm like alright fuck you like fuck off dude (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I assume
0: that if you say nothing, that people just generally don't like or respect mm-hmm. me. And then as soon as they say a compliment, I'm like, now I for sure yeah. know yeah, that uh, you, especially because like, it's so hard to figure out satire in text. So like, some... oh yeah. And like, uh, I, I have that problem a lot with most people. I assume that they uh, do not like me. With no evidence. Usually evidence to the contrary. Like, usually they're like, oh my god, Pat, you're just like the one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. And I'm like, alright, wow, what did I do yeah, to deserve yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. Which
1: well, is healthy. It's well, good. Uh, let me ask you a question I ask a lot of my my clients. Is do, do you feel like, and we don't have to name names, do you feel like you grew up in a household where there was double meaning behind a lot of the messages you got?
0: Yes. My... Uh, there was definitely a lot of, like, sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know where I got my sarcasm from. And, like, I, I think I realized very quickly growing up, like, how ego... I think I intuitively started to understand ego without being able to give a name to it. And figuring out that there's not a lot of ways to... Uh, deal with someone else's ego and that if you meet ego with ego, it's just a battle of Of wills until one of them gets tired. And that if you use sarcasm and snide comments you can sometimes undercut the ego. Tire
1: the other one out.
0: And and like, I grew up in an environment with a lot of like uh, I don't even know what you would call it oh no this is this is making yeah i'll just quit hopefully it'll go away oh oh, what Hmm, i want to put words to it i i agree with what you're saying like double meaning it was a
1: lot of like codependent sort of uh you know like the example you said earlier when like i think that one of my
0: parents i don't know why i'm being like uh, coy about it whatever I think my mother's family I know my mother's family was a very aggressive like all of the Christmases growing up I never spoke with my dad's side of the family bunch of drama before I yeah. was born and and we just never really talked to him so I grew up with like my my mother's side and it was this like very toxic everything is a battle mm-hmm. I, I grew up with the assumption that family means fighting mm. that you are draw that you are held together with uh, blood that you have no choice over the matter of and that everybody just treats each other like shit and whoever is currently in the room is talking shit about whoever isn't <laughs> in the room yeah. and that the alliance because it was three sisters and a brother and my grandmother my grandmother like survived the bombings in England. Mm during the blitz and like just never dealt with that trauma married my grandfather who was uh, a traveling GI who came to England to go to Korea or something, or he was stationed in England for a while, married my grandmother and they raised four army brats around the country in the 1950s and sixties on a like staff sergeant's uh, budget. So they, they grew up relatively poor and moving around. And my grandmother is got a lot of um, narcissistic qualities mm-hmm. that I think bled into the children. And it was just generational trauma passed yeah. down. As I said to my therapist, I'm dealing with like hundreds of years yeah. of, of familial trauma that has just been downloaded into me. And now I'm the one who's being like, well, hold on now. Uh, what, if, what if I acknowledge this is, it exists at all break the cycle what if, yeah break the cycle and it sucks and my therapist is like you don't have to you know you, that you know you're not you don't have to like fix them but it does mm-hmm. feel like i have inherited yeah all that trauma uh as we've talked about before
1: well that's what a, a lot of you know a lot of my clients are my age or younger and and i i think at a generational level we are the first generation to be like this is not working for me what yes. is going on growing up with family fighting like this and people hating each other, and people hating themselves. Everything was a fight all yeah. the time.
0: I, I, my friend, I remember one time it was a very startling experience because I was so sure that this was like modus operandi that I brought my buddy, I want, I needed to buy a new car and I want, I saw this Mustang that I really wanted and I was trying to convince my parents, I was like, I'm going to have to ask my parents to co-sign. And they're going to say no, because every... My mother is immediate reaction to everything is to say no. Mm-hmm. First, like, as soon as... Hey, could we do this? No. Like, doesn't even think about it. Her immediate reaction is no. And then you have to, like, go from that point. Because they just don't... It, that It's just negativity. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I knew it was going to be, like, this big fight. Because that's how everything in my house operated you'd go in you'd say i want to do this she would say no we would argue until she got tired and then and then she would eventually come around to being like after like 2 hours of screaming maybe they would be reasonable mm-hmm. and be like okay i guess it's fine for you to have like a job in the summer <laughs> <laughs> or whatever because it was just like everything everything was a it was had to be a fight like even if it was incidental or like hey can i go over my friend's house tonight no Mm -hmm. why not because i said no Mm -hmm. well like it's a saturday and and like i you know is there like a reason i just i don't i don't want to deal with it okay well you, you don't have to i'll just take myself I said no. And it's like, <laughs> Dude, it's, this, it's this, yeah. and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, you but like know. straight up, and like I'm being, and like I'm 100% sure I'm autistic, so I was just like, I don't understand though. Yeah. Why is it a no? And it was a no because they just didn't feel like, because it was just easier to say no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because a yes means that you might have to facilitate something, mm-hmm. or, or drive someone somewhere, or, well, and her mother also probably said no to her. Oh my god, so much of it was just fucking affirmisms that don't make any sense that my grandmother would say to my mom. Like what? I, I don't... What was, there was one that was like ringing in my head today. Uh, let's not and say we did. <laughs> oh god, that's every, childish. Every fucking, hey, could we maybe do this? Mm, let's not and say we did. And I'm like, w- what the fuck does that mean? Like, why is it your automatic go-to is just... It's, and it's, it's, uh, I, I remember I was in the army and there was this guy I really respected when I first met him. Uh, and then later they came back from like PA school and Rangers school and all they were was just versions of that, just uh. senseless affirmations. And they would, I'd be like, Hey, we're having this. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this thing that you wanted to do. There's been some logistic challenges and they'd be like, They'd be like, drive drive forward. And you'd be like, cool. Okay. Well, logistically, you want this to happen. And this is the reality of the situation. And they would just, and they would just, it's like, you could see that they just didn't, it didn't hit them. They would just, and bounce right off. And they'd be like, you know, double down, drive forward, uh, uh, artillery on station. And you're like, what? That means nothing. Just an empty slogan. It's just an empty slogan that they've repeated so many times that, or like a middle manager who just doesn't hear you and they just go, just make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. make it happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I, I absolutely cannot get this, this to you on Wednesday because the software doesn't exist and we have to hire someone to program you this new software. Well, uh, you know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Cool, right. Mm-hmm. It can't. It physically can't. Well, you know, drive
1: drive forward. And you're like, so awesome. I want to go back to this this conversation you had with your mom, which first of all, I've had, when you said that, it's like, wow, that's, I've had a lot of conversations like that. Right? But, um, you know, I think this sends a lot of messages to child Pat. First of all, this is sending the message to you that any, anything you want in life, any endeavor is going to be a fight. It's yep. going to be something you have to worry about. Right? And oh, my God. You just you just clarified a lot for me
0: in that. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That makes a lot of sense. And
1: because, like, let's take the example. You just move.
0: It's going to be a no. It's going to be a no. And then if I drain myself. Yeah. If I fight until everyone is crying, I might get what I want. Exactly. And then the other man. Me- and then I feel like the bad guy. Yes. Because it's like, I really want to take guitar lessons. It's going to be a No. No. Why can't I learn guitar? Because you didn't finish learning the mandolin. Well, I didn't like the mandolin. Yeah, well, you always do this. (laughs) Well, Mom, I've been diagnosed with ADHD since I was four. Uh, Let's not say we did. Right? Let's not say we did. You're just going to quit. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And and I have to fight fight, 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 fight. And you know what the worst thing was? Is sometimes she would go do the fucking thing. So she would go, no. No, and we'd have a fight, and then she'd go and pick up a guitar and bring it home. And be like, here you go. I'd be like, but you said no. And they're like, well, I changed my mind. And like, no sense to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just no, 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 no. Fight, 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 fight. Here you go. I was going to do it the whole time anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why the fuck did you do all that?
1: And and what... Uh, why? Generational trauma. Yeah. What wasn't happening here, which I think a lot of our gener- our parents' generation didn't do, is... Sitting down, da- not viewing the child as you are my subordinate and you do whatever the fuck you tell. You no, know, but sitting them down and being like, hey, listen, like, I want to level with you person to person. Like, you want this thing. And Oh, they still won't do that. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's just, no,
0: no. I had a conversation with my mother this week where she, like, my mother won't tell me how much, like, what income bracket my father's in. Mm-hmm. I'm 32. <laughs> I've had a mortgage. Yeah, I've gone to war. I... I, I don't, I discuss with them my financials and they just are like, no, you don't need to know how much your father makes. And I'm like, you know, at some point you're going to fucking die Mm -hmm. and I'm going to see your estate. Like I'll figure out how much he fucking made. Like why? And what, why can't I know? Don't you think that you should be teaching me finance, like financial literacy by being like, this is how much your father makes. And he puts this much into the stock market. And we've had... Pro- they don't even tell me They're like, your father lost a lot during the stock market crash. And I'm like, how much did he lose? And they're like, we're not going to tell you that. And I'm like, well, why not though? That's a lesson that I can... I've never invested in the stock market. Because, because my parents have never taught me about it. Yeah, And all I've ever learned from it is that my father lost a lot of money there. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, so, I'm so not So it
1: becomes, instead of... Hey, this is what happened. This is what you need to look out for. It just becomes another thing to fear. Yep. Just, oh no, I don't fuck with that. Uh oh, no, 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 no. But with everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. Sex. Yeah.
0: Gender. So I, and
1: I'm sure the sex talk was something like, uh, oh you, uh, you're gonna get a disease. Oh yeah. How? How? What? What's going on? No, you're just you're gonna get a disease. That's it, and you're like, okay, so now I'm just gonna fear sex, <laughs> mm-hmm. and no one explained that it could be a great thing and that it's important to human life. It's, nope, you're just ugh.
0: so now I think everything, like subconsciously, hey, um, could I get a, could I get a, 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 a turkey and cheese on rye? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> yeah, like I, I literally expect. People at customer service fucking job. Like I, I don't go off menu most of the times because I'm like, they're going to tell me no. Mm -hmm. They're going to, even though it's a fucking bodega where I'll be like, I can't ask for too many things about my sandwich. I can't get the sandwich I want because I'll probably have to fight. Exactly. I don't. I've watched people walk into a bodega and be like, fuck you. (laughs) Two eggs. And like, they're like, yeah, okay. Like they don't care. Mm-hmm. I've seen like drunks come in and just be like, oh fucking chicken. Yeah. Fuck it. And they just point and like slam their fists on the glass. Yeah. And they get it. And, and they, they get, it, get it. it. And I'm, going, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so hello. <laughs> How is your family? Yeah. I'm sorry about, um, I was a soldier in the <laughs> middle East. I don't, I don't want to assume, but I just feel like I've, like, I, I'm sorry about my involvement yeah. in, in that. Yeah. Uh, because you, I don't, I'm not going to assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are from the area. Okay, good. Yeah. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about Iraq. Yeah. No, I didn't go to Iraq, but I'm just sorry about it. And could I have um, a turkey sandwich? With with some extra cheese?
1: if it could have... You know what? If you want to put the extra cheese on, that's fine. And then I'll
0: get the sandwich, and it'll be wrong, and I'll be like, I'm going to eat this anyway. Yep, exactly! Exactly! Because, God forbid, I go... What's crazy is my mother would never do that. Oh! She would tell...
1: Oh, we are turning this fucking car around right
0: now? She, every, (laughs) everywhere we've ever gone on a vacation she found something wrong Mm -hmm. with this room smells like smoke we cannot Mm -hmm. stay here this Mm -hmm. room has this yeah uh this car (laughs) blah everything yeah yeah and and now i'm just like oh no i just i just found like three toenails yeah um in my foot i've legitimately found like a
1: fingernail in my food and been like, oh.
0: well, I guess I'll just throw this out and not tell oh, anyone. it's
1: so gross.
0: I'm just, I just keep this to myself, I guess.
1: But the, the other <laughs> message being sent besides you need to fear everything is you aren't a person. This is, this is the message that they're sending to childhood Pat is you aren't a person worth sitting down and explaining this to, and you shouldn't trust yourself either. You are simply an object. You are no, and you accept that. And it's and then we grow up and we say, "Oh well, I you know no one. I it was never worth my parents to sit me down and explain." Life. I was just
0: thinking about how when you're a medic, almost no one can tell you no. Mm-hmm. I managed to keep finding jobs where where I would be the expert in the like we are behind, we're out in the sticks no one is around that is a higher medical authority than you no one can tell you no you're the boss yes. now buddy yes and then i came home and became a paramedic way too young because paramedics are in charge of the scene mm-hmm. no one not not the fucking police not the fire chief nobody gets to tell me no mm-hmm. no that's my patient Mm-hmm. I straight up would tell... I, I, I can't tell you how many cops. I was like, we're leaving. No, I gotta do... No, you don't. I'm leaving. And if you can either try to arrest me, or I'm taking this man to the hospital. Uh-huh. And I would get... I would close the doors on the cop. Fuck you. Damn. And we would leave. Damn. Fuck the police. Dude, fuck the police. Because <laughs> they're like, we gotta do my paperwork. I'm like, I gotta uh, do medicine. One of those things takes precedence you over think, the other. Do you
1: think when you figured that out, that was part of the allure of being like a medical. Oh, medic- I, n-
0: I don't, I never, I I, I figured it out just now.
1: Oh, okay. This was well, a subconscious I'm talking like subconsciously. You wanted to be in a position where no one could say no to you.
0: Not only that, but also become such an authority on whatever I was doing that people wouldn't, that if t- people did say no, I would know I was still Right. Mm. which is a lot of my TikTok, too, is that I take positions that I'm really sure on so that I know... Some people, it's really funny, will come into my comments... Come into my comments and be like, you weren't even interested in the discussion. And it's like, no. (laughs) I didn't make this video so that you would come along and write a three-comment chain and I would change my opinion. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I made this video to tell you... This is how the thing is. Mm -hmm. And like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong about stuff and people will be like, hey, you know, this or that. And I I get pissy and then I accept it eventually. But most of the time I'm going on there to just declare things. I'm not going on there to have a discussion.
1: But, and I hate to say this, aren't you kind of just doing what she did? By just saying, this is it. This is it. No. That's why I pick things like you should get a
0: vaccine mm. or the vaccines don't have fucking microchips <laughs> yeah, yeah, in them, yeah. you dumbasses. Yeah. Because I, there is, that's not a no out of hand. That's a no that vaccines don't have microchips right. in them. Right. No, uh, you shouldn't vote for the fascists. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I tend not to go into like nebulous territory too much.
1: That's. That's fair. I take yeah, hard, true.
0: like, I'm not like, um, uh, this is my, sometimes I will with like Star Wars, but I'll, I will, I think it's funny to take a really strong stance yeah, well, on that. that. I
1: mean, who cares about Yeah, that? who cares? Because yeah, yeah. it's not real.
0: But, uh, so things you're like. But, you know, uh, you are probably correct. I'm a brat. That's like, I know that's because of them. It's out of spite. I do quite a bit out of spite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I learned that. By always having someone telling me no.
1: Well, it's when someone treats you like a brat, you're going to become a brat. Just yeah, just yes. just like for I mean, if you know, to be personally honest here, my parents always treated me like a drug addict, so I was like, well, might as well just be one because if that's what you're going to do, you're going to be up my ass about this all the time, then I'll fucking do
0: it. I never thought about that. Is that you? You do sort of become. Or, or, or can very quickly become the thing that your parents treat you like you are. Exactly. And my parents treated me, or, or I guess my mother more, as someone who can't do anything. And, a child. And Even n- now, she yeah. still treats me like a child. And I'll be like, hey, I'm an adult. Like, I'm the age you were. I'm the age my father was when he had me. So, uh, this is, this is a, like, you gotta, at this point... I get it. You're 20s. Yeah. Fine. I'm 21. You're still a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a fucking... You can't get... I'm about to turn 33. I, I'm i a third of the way done. Yeah. Of the best of yeah. scenarios. There's no way I'm not in a... And, like, it's like, okay, hey, maybe we could, like, maybe speak as equals. And, like, we're, we're not in her estimate estimation. They I made you. You're my son. I... Mm -hmm. I, uh, you're all, you'll always be that little kid to me. And I'm like, yeah, but that is damaging. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) But here's, here's the thing is, like, we need to operate as if they aren't going to change because they most likely. Oh no,
0: I, I've been, that's what a lot of what I've been coming to terms with is that no like speeches. Isn't it weird that I also feel bad for openly admitting these things at all? Like you want to like, not.
1: it. It's,
0: I'm totally fine to talk about like the war and the things yeah, that I didn't yeah, like, but yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah,
1: my mom was mean. Well, because <laughs> there's there's shame to it, and there's shame, and there's and a big thing that happens too with this childhood stuff is the older generation will just be like, oh, you think you have it bad? Growing up, oh. I had X, Y, and Z. Oh, she does that. Yeah. My mom was like, oh, you think you had it bad? I grew up on a farm in Poland and had to milk cows and blah, blah, blah. And all that does is say the pain you're feeling isn't real. And then that makes a person psychotic because it, you know, if my brothers beam me up every day, but I think this, I don't give myself the space to feel the pain from that. Ooh, it's going to come out sideways, baby. Right? Mm -hmm. Because And and that's why I'm so against people comparing trauma. Because it's not about like, yes, like, you know, I I didn't have to grow up on a farm in Poland and have to deal with two alcoholic parents and have to milk cows at four in the morning. But that doesn't mean that getting my ass kicked every day by my older brother uh, was any better because of it. Pain is pain.
0: Yep. Right? That's why this pandemic... People are not taking it seriously because they're like, "Oh, big deal! You sat in your apartment and you watched Netflix." People died in the war, <laughs> and it's like, "Yeah, man, that is true." There have been a lot of bad things, but there's also hundreds of thousands of humans who have not touched another human
2: mm-hmm.
0: in a year for millions, millions, of for millions. millions of people. There are that had to stay home. Autoimmune, whatever, separate from their kids or their family, and that is traumatizing. Yeah. And to tell those people that it isn't, that they, well, you get to fucking watch TV. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care if you had all the TV. Tea- also, I think that's worse. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. Would, I, somehow I think that if we all just sat in empty cubicles for a year, it would have been somehow better yep. than being constantly bombarded with everything. Mm-hmm. The, that's another, there's a song in the Bill Burnham called A Little Bit of Everything All of the Time. Yeah. Or it's called Welcome to the Internet, but the the that's the line, A Little Bit of Everything All of the Time. And he goes through like, it's like, here's a something, here's a nine-year-old who died. Here's oh, a, Jesus. And and it's like, here's like a fun thing, a weird thing, a crazy mm. thing, a sad thing, a destructive thing. And it just goes like, you should kill your mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, it's It's good. Oh, you gotta watch this special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I that it is but like to it's traumatizing. It's yes. it, incredibly traumatizing, mm-hmm. and people don't I think are just shamed that they feel this way, and they're like, All oh, all I did was stay home, and I watched TV, and I baked bread, and I I listened to podcasts, uh, war porn specifically. Yeah, I told all my friends and family. Yeah, and donated to the Patreon. Uh, but they and then they're like, well, you know, whatever. I wasn't a nurse." on a covid floor Mm -hmm. or i wasn't in you know oh i had a a house so like it's not as bad as someone in an apartment and it's like sure maybe not but it doesn't feel different well it 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 feels traumatizing
1: it's just basically what it comes down to is the existence of greater trauma doesn't make lesser trauma disappear you know, and, and then also one thing I've learned as a therapist is trauma has very little to do with external events, but how the brain interprets it. Right. Yes. And, and I, I recognize this because I went, I did a psychodrama therapy weekend in Florida and I witnessed a woman who was doing a piece of work around, a uh, 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 a man who had sexually assaulted her, and she was just crying and talking about feeling powerless. And I burst into tears because I related to that. I related to feeling powerless and scared all the time. And it showed how, like, deeply some of the stuff I went through really affected me. And it, like, that was a really eye-opening experience because. You know, for me, it's like, ah, uh, well, brothers always fight and all this shit. But I saw it mirrored in this woman who had experienced such a incredibly horrible thing. And it showed that, like, in my mind, the terror I felt was a similar terror to what she felt. Right? Mm. And so, like, you know, like, th- that's the thing, like, about comparing trauma. Like, some of the stuff you've experienced in war, like, you know is is very alien to me. But when we did start this podcast, like some of the stuff you talk about, and I think some of the stuff our audience picked up on, were like, yeah, I, I can relate to that. You mm-hmm. know, Not all of it. Obviously not waking up in the middle of it. Well, I, just that, that level of uncertainty, lack of safety, that feeling of danger. And I
0: honestly think a lot of people have a better understanding of what war is like after COVID yeah not maybe combat Mm -hmm. but war yeah war is very boring Mm -hmm. isolating and also simultaneously terrifying and stressful yeah but it's also like that's the thing that's so hard to get across it's really fucking boring Mm -hmm. it's it's excruciatingly boring because you're waiting for like this horrible thing to kick off Maybe other wars were different, like if you were in, you know, World, World War Two mm-hmm. and you're advancing. Well, even then you hear about stories of boredom where you're like, yeah. We occupied this town for a month mm-hmm. and you're just like, I all I have to do is to stare into the there over there. Mm-hmm. Tower duty, twelve hours of just staring off into the mountains, trying to pay attention so that you don't miss the guy with the rocket. Yeah. But it's so fucking boring. Yeah. And like, that's what this has been. It's like, oh my God, this is terrifying. This This is is like, people are dying daily. And and I just keep getting bombarded with the news of people dying. And now there's these, these, uh, protests and, and an insurrection and and an election. And I, and at the same time, you're like, I'm so fucking bored.
1: Yeah. I'm so
0: fucking bored. I just, give me something. Give me, I'll watch any movie. I'll watch any movie and talk about, I'll make TikTok. Mm -hmm. how many people just download it? I'm just so bored. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to do the TikTok now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. I mean, largely. That's why I think I'm like, welcome, I guess. Yeah.
1: You're all veterans now. and, maybe and we'll treat it, Maybe we'll treat the real ones better. I think you have a really good point about... Because trauma changes you. Your yes. brain and it changes your personality. And I think the reason people are having breakdowns now is because they're trying to return... But they've changed. I remember
0: the day I got home from Afghanistan very clearly. I was driving down some of the roads in my hometown, and I was I, I looked over at this farm that I've passed thousands and thousands of times, and I just thought to myself, "Why am I so sad? Mm. I should be happy. I just, I'm not. I'm in my own car. I can go." Do all the things I dreamed of doing, I'm home. I'm home home for good. And it, it just, I just was miserable. And I, cause it like, I did not know who I was anymore because I had adapted to war, come home to people who largely didn't care. And I didn't know who I was anymore. Because mm-hmm. the, the, I used the war to define myself. And mm-hmm. everyone this year has defined themselves by being in quarantine or okay. an anti-masker. Yeah. And now it's like, well, now you got to be a person again. Yeah. So who's Gene? Well, who, who is Gene? Is it
1: who you were a year and a half ago who, before this? Good luck. <laughs> I I, I want to go back So. This is something i've I've talked about with my patients and my own therapist was any type of change, any type of shift uh, is gonna naturally bring out some type of depression because dep- really? because depression at its core is a turn inward where we ask questions about ourselves in order to adapt to this new change. Is this right for me? Can I live up to this? What are my responsibilities now? Is this going to be okay? Right. And the example I always use is last year, for the first time ever, I got a job as a professional therapist at the outpatient that I really wanted to work at. And I remember that first week there, I experienced some pretty bad depression. And I was like, why? Like, I should be so happy. This is what I've always wanted. But it was just. My mind's way of looking inward and saying, you know, because I had I I've had been this unemployed, sort of lackadaisical guy, and now I had a nine to five, and I was like, can I do this? Can I blah, blah, blah? So I think for you, you know, and keep in mind the complicating factors of having literally survived the war, and also probably you had spent countless hours daydreaming about returning home, mm-hmm. you return home, and automatically... You're going to get a little depressed because you're going to be like, okay, can I do this? Is this right for me? Can I like make this change? But then you have the added trauma of what you went through was so intense.
0: I want to just commend you just now. You leaned forward to whisper. Yes. And you yes. leaned way back to yell. Yes,
1: I did it, baby. It took a year. Yes. Yes. And I was making a really great point. You were. And
0: you, and you nailed it. Yeah. You landed it. I, I like that. Uh I did forget what you were talking about. So, basically, like, depression... Right. Depression change. So, you're saying depression is, like, not clinical depression. No. Because every human moves through periods of mania and depression, correct? Yes. It's just, like, bipolar it's when it's a sudden, Mm -hmm. er like, uh, erratic shift. But all humans have periods of mania and periods of depression, albeit, perhaps, on a much longer timeline. Right. Than like a cl- chronically depressed person, exactly. But every human, I think, has moved through a period of depression. Yeah, people, you know, because n- it's just your your brain is moving through a heightened state and a depressed state. Exactly. Just like you sleep and you're awake, and it's just a helpful way for your brain to process these emotions. And the because like in the moment you're heightened and you're enjoying your... whether it's because I think even like extreme joy can be it's like hard to process that in the moment and then later you might cry like i know sometimes people have like really good days and then they come home and they cry Mm -hmm. because it's just so many emotions Mm -hmm. and and they just
1: Uh, you had a good point on your tiktok about how trauma is processed after the fact yes and i noticed yesterday i i went to the first concert i've been to in like 15 months and I really enjoyed it. But it wasn't until afterwards where I was like, that was good. I really liked that. Because in the moment, like, there's something about it. You're kind of worrying about this person or this and that. But then it's not until after where you're like, usually for me, I'm by myself too. And I'm like, that was really good. And in the same way, like, trauma, especially because it kicks off your fight or flight instincts... So in the moment you're doing whatever you have to can to survive. Mhm. And then afterwards you're like, "Holy shit."
0: It would also be like disastrous for a human to experience all the emotions like at once in in like a crazy situation because it's like emotions are complicated yeah. and nuanced and messy. Mhm. And they're not it's not like you're like, "Oh, this happy." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you're like, "I am Ashamed
1: and happy, exactly. And sad exactly. And angry, but I'm enjoying hey, it. And like blah blah blah. Yeah. No, and and
0: that's you and it know. takes time to like parse that and to and like I think uh, like sometimes you'll have a uh, an experience where you're like oh, I'm just sitting on a porch and at a at a lakeside mm-hmm. or, and you can comfortably slowly experience those emotions right but i think anyone who's had that experience will know that like sometimes even doing that like settling and we are trained by our phones to not take long content dude i struggle i will be on my discord all night i've got my video game on my big tv i'm sitting here on the couch with the computer right here i've got my friends on discord we're chitty chatting and i'll be like okay i gotta let me get up Close the Discord. Turn off the video game. Take up my phone. Put on a YouTube video for my walk over to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So that somebody's talking. Yeah. So I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a shower. Should I take a like? I, I should I take a contemplative shower where I like remember emotions? No. Let's put on a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I can hear it over the the sound of the shower. And look, like, that's why I like when I run. Running for me is is a time where I can experience emotions because it's like... You don't I, run f-
1: with music or anything?
0: Sometimes I do. Last night I put on Taylor Swift's All hell, Too Well, and I literally yeah. sobbed while I <laughs> sprinted down the street. <laughs> yes. Uh, and like, God, it was so funny to me because it's just... I just picture, like, you're standing there and all of a sudden this six foot four yeah. guy goes sprinting by and, and tears sobbing. are just streaming out of his oh face as he mouths the words to a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> and that, like, oh, that's funny. Dude. But, like, I I don't know. I just needed to, like, really cry. yeah. And so I... It helps me to be, like, moving. Yeah. And, like, get out. And I usually run to the coast and I look at the city and I will, like, try to... I'm at a point where I'm so overtuned that any song will probably make me cry. Mm. Like if it's a little bit emotional, like I'll be at the grocery store and it's some 90s like power ballad and I'm like starting to tear up (laughs) and I'm like, oh my God, I am just
1: to the brim with emotions. Dude, I went in a a New Jersey rest stop and they were playing Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. (laughs) Just a great... A great fucking song. I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does take... It, it's funny how there's in the moment, you're experiencing whatever, and then you sort of need a period to reflect on it afterwards. And I, at a societal level, we were just in a very intense moment and now we kind of need a reflective period, but uh, you know, capitalism is like, nope, there's no reflective period. It also,
0: (laughs) I think, I think it, it bears repeating. I know people bring it up a lot, but we are using a device that is designed to be addictive Mm -hmm. and is. Yes. Like I use my phone eight or 10 hours of my waking day is, and that was like pre pandemic. Yeah. It's when I was still doing open mic comedy and around people and leaving that apartment every day. And, and doing three to four sets, getting dinner with someone, eight hours of screen time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I would wake up phone, phone on subway, Mm -hmm. phone until I'm at comedy, phone during other people's sets, phone, I'm going to go upstairs so I can look at my phone for a little while. Yeah. I would literally like, I gotta, uh, I'm tired of watching this live comedy. I'm going to go upstairs and look at my phone. Oh God. And then you, it's, it's designed to be addictive it is they're refining it mm-hmm. and it it makes your brain like i know for me with adhd tiktok is is devastating because oh, it's yeah. so much just flick flick and you can like new thing
1: and it has to be like the first two seconds you're invested or if not you're gonna yeah
0: quit, quit. oh I, people i like i like you're my friend i like you bored yeah Yep. bored
1: Yeah. Bored. 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 You know what I've... You ever
0: get into one where you just start flicking for like a straight minute and you flick through like 30 or 40 videos and you don't stop on a single one? Like your channel flipping? You never
1: did? You never... No, I'm not at that point yet.
0: Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Like you'd want to watch TV and you just flip through the channels and you'd get to a point you'd be like, click, 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 click. Just like hunting for the dopamine.
1: Yeah. Where is it? (laughs) Um, And one thing I've noticed too is that When I I come across a video and I'm like, I don't like this person. I will watch it for longer than a video of someone I do like. And then the algorithm is like, oh, you don't like this guy? We're going to show him to you a whole bunch. Oh my God, yeah. And then you're like, ah. And then you develop this weird hate attachment where you're like i hate this guy but i wonder what he's up to
0: (laughs) and what else the other thing with if everything being an algorithm and everybody having their own personal smorgasbord we can't even talk about what we watch
1: because because we
0: like you and i went to dinner tonight and i was like how have you not seen bo burnham's new songs they're every other thing on my for you page and you're like oh mine is hockey
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So if I was like, Oh, did you hear about like the craziness in the D and D community this week? you'd be like, No, no, I did not.
1: Well, that's another thing I, I was actually thinking about 'cause so today driving here, I saw an a a billboard for a movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, What the fuck? And I and I realized that movies are kinda gonna go away. Because it we live it it used to be we lived in a culture where Everyone would go to the movies. It would yes. be like five movies out, and it's like, did you see the movie that everyone's seen? Yes. And let's talk about it. Now there's fragment, fragment.
0: Now everybody. So, like, if I log on to my Discord, I'm like, hey, did you guys see the thing? And they're like, yeah, we all have the same for you page. Exactly. And so I've started to make friends with other people who have the exact. Like, I have more friends now that are autistic, ADHD. Mm-hmm. Like, I even found a friend who's got autism and ADHD and was in the military. We Like, I'm like, oh, this is great. I I don't have to be around, like, and it, uh, which is in one way amazing and wonderful and good. Mm -hmm. I'm finding more people that make me feel less alone and have similar experiences to me. And, like, building a community that way is really cool. But on the other hand, I have started to not want to spend as much time around the people who are a little more... Um, Just different in any way. W- uh, abrasive. Okay. So, like, I think at the beginning of, uh, of this pod, a podcast today, you and I were rubbing each other the wrong yeah. way because we yeah. haven't yeah. seen each other in two weeks. Yes. And I was like, I don't like this thing you're doing. And you were like, Fuck you. And I was, like, <laughs> and, and then we kind of like had a real conversation. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're both people. Yeah. yeah and we're yeah, friends, yeah. and we
1: love, and we love each other. Uh, I really. I <laughs> I I really want to cut out the first half hour of the podcast. Do you really? Yeah, I really don't want to put that out there. I think everything after the first half hour is really great. We can can talk about that later. Well, some of that was fine. (sighs) There were some really tense pauses. Yeah, but none
0: of it was, like, aggressive. It was just... the Dude, first of all, if you think today was bad... Have you not listened back to other episodes? There have been
1: episodes where I'm like, there, I'm not listening to that.
0: There have been episodes where you and I had straight up fights.
1: Yeah. This
0: one was, I, I, I think it's fine because we've addressed it now. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> and I'll put. What if I put a thing in the beginning, being like, we, "This is a very tense episode. We fought, and we there's a little, <laughs> but, but we came together, and, and we, we had great, and we had sex. great, we we <laughs> fucked live,
1: raw dog."
0: I think it. I think that tension's good because then it breaks the tension. All right. I mean, I'll leave it up to you. But I don't think any of it was so bad because you laughed and said uh, you need to chill out. I and said chill. Yeah, that was if for you. You're like that was pretty big, Pat. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, that was I my told you. That to was chill. my storming Omaha Beach. I was like. <laughs> pat to chill
0: also then, now that we've discussed it if we remove the first 30 minutes it'll I, confuse the shit out. no of here's
1: what we do we remove the first 30 minutes and we put it as an exclusive on patreon that would be great so it's like if you really want to oh, hear but the then i have to find like <sighs> just and just call it the fight <laughs> nobody is gonna give us money
0: oh actually they probably i are.
1: think they would give us money to hear us fight <laughs> To hear to hear some slight tension. Some I thought come on, <laughs> dude. That would be so good. That feels
0: uh exploitative. Dude, let's do it. I'm kind of tempted now. I do need money. Yeah. Um what, what would be like a good I don't even know where a good entry point would be.
1: I think at the half hour like dude, the entries don't matter. Just 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 you, you just put a voiceover and just say... Put a that. voiceover being like,
0: hey, we cut out the first 30 minutes because me and Gene were, were tense with one another. Yeah. We put it on Patreon if you yeah, really yeah, want yeah, to hear Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you have to pay... You have to pay money. <laughs> the $5 tier. That would be... Come on. You got to give it's, us money. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, fine. I guess that's content. If you want to hear the... The, the, the um, fight. No, what would we call it? The domestic... <laughs> our well, oh, the dispute the, our domestic dispute if you want to hear yeah um our our in our Kiff. shitty intros yeah my low energy Ye- bad bit yeah, actually dude.
1: i'm kind of fine with this yeah uh, yeah okay we'll, good we'll cut the first well i'll find a good entry we also point. haven't put anything on the patreon in months. no i ever,
0: i actually every week now do a, an episode about loki for real? Yeah, it's good that you've been paying attention. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> yeah, I, I, I record like a 10 to 15 minute oh. solo episode each week after, after Loki What do out. you do? With I the, just talk about the episode and I, I like... About I,
1: the episode we recorded?
0: No, the show, Loki. Oh! oh I watch it. Oh, I watch it. Oh, like, I thought you were talking about the
1: dog. No, I talk about
0: the, the show.
1: Oh, is it good? Is the show good? Yeah, I like it a lot. There's only been two episodes, so it's like, you know... You, you didn't want to do like a full ep- episode?
0: Uh, I figured this would be, like, good for the... First of all, it's only 100 people out of our 2,000 regular listeners are on the Patreon. So, like, we could still do a full episode. All right. And the other
1: 1,900 would... Dude, you know what we should do is I should not watch the show. And you (laughs) should. And then you describe it to me. Okay, so then um, (laughs) Tom Hiddleston
0: and... Uh, Tom Hiddleston says to what's his name Owen Wilson
1: oh wow
0: (laughs) Owen Wilson is in this
1: I know I saw I, I have seen the ads it looks really you know what we should do a special episode where you watch a movie and describe it to me and then I watch a movie and describe it to you one of those sounds a lot
0: more fun than the other.
1: Which one? Uh, the one
0: where I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So playing yeah. with the all right, thing. All right, all right, all
1: right, you fucking. you got to
0: stop stimming on camera. Oh, we can't. We're going to have to cut this out too. Yeah, no. Little preview. Little preview of what, you, what you're looking at. If you Monday back, Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Oh, Patrick Lawler versus G- Gene Meyer. Meyer. Does it get tense? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are there some pregnant pauses? <laughs> Oh yeah. Does
1: one person tell the other to chill? Oh, okay. Man. You need to chill. I just said, Pat, chill, and that was like the shot heard round the world. Do you know how big that is for me? I'm glad that my autism <laughs> and desire to
0: make the podcast. It's funny because, like, on my D and D stream, I I will text my DM, stop chewing. And like like, just like super blunt Mm -hmm. because it's like I'll just hear something and it'll start to annoy me and I'm like this is going to pick up on stream and I will just immediately text them and they're like cool got it. And, like, you take offense to it, though. You don't like to be reprimanded in any way. No. I also think a little bit of you are being a brat and that you refuse to get better at doing the podcast. No. The, stu- out things the to you stuff like, you
1: give me shit about, I you, have, I'll do this forever. I have, it's totally, I, like, I'm not thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make sound with the water bottle. I'm just, like, I need water. And you're, like, stop making sound with the water bottle. You're stimming 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 what is stimming
0: stimming is when a, a neurodivergent person starts to do repetitive uh small tasks to stimulate their like brain you're you're being you're under and you're starting to lose your focus so you're picking up something and you're playing with it in a repetitive way Dude. so that you can try to focus.
1: That expl- so in school, that's why you chew
0: gum. You that it, it probably will push it in your mouth all the time. Yes. Or you pick at stuff. There's a lot of different ones. Nail biting, uh picking at skin, just like some people yeah. will just start to there's more aggressive stimming where people will like shake their hands mm-hmm. or I will I will like rub my hands together.
1: But I I I do it though also when I am engaged, but there's a fair amount of anxiety. Like, yeah. when I'm when I'm doing therapy sessions, I'll sometimes have a pen in my hand, and mm-hmm. I'll be, like, kind of contorting it. What's that about?
0: Is that- It's the same thing. It's giving yourself a physical... Because it's... You're feeling anxiety, so you're taking a physical thing, and you're... Clicking that pen is giving mm-hmm. you something to focus on, other than the crippling anxiety. Ah, uh, okay. That's why I like to run when I have emotions. Because... No matter what, I'm still physically physically exerting. exerting myself while I'm dealing with these hard emotions. I'm not sitting, curling into a ball on my couch, sobbing. I'm running. So right. the endorphins are also mixing with the the shitty bits so okay. that it's a little less. Okay.
1: Horrific. Now keep in mind that like I don't do any of this intentionally.
0: I know that. I'm just pointing out yeah. to you that you're stimming and I don't care, but we are on a podcast and it's picking it up.
1: That's true. I don't
0: notice that I don't yell at you for stimming when we're not actively recording.
1: Do you notice it, though? Yeah,
0: I notice everything.
1: Do you stim?
0: Yes. Although I um, I have reduced a lot of it because of getting yelled at as a kid and the army and a bunch of other places where people would notice and yell at me. What do you do so when I've, you stim? Um, I will usually do a pattern. So I... None of these are very good. Um, I'd need... I usually what find, do do? like, a thing... A pen? So, okay, so I would, like, take this piece of paper, and I would, like, roll it. I would take this, and I would roll it as tight as I could. Oh, yeah, that's and a then, good one. And then I unroll it, and then roll it again. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. just... And then it... it And I don't think about it. It's just, like, and then you hold it, and then you and then you unroll it, and you... Maybe I'd go the other way. Yeah. And you just do that, and you just stare. I do it on D... When I'm D&D, when it's not my turn a lot, I, like... Or I'd take it, and I'm... And I've tried to put it back on the thing. And then take it off and then try to put it back on the thing. This begs the
1: question are there people out there who don't do this?
0: I imagine that it's like everything else. It's probably like, yeah, people click pens or they shake their leg. But the more neurodivergent you are, the more you do it. I think, like, once it gets to, like, a high enough tier. Because, like, a lot of shit neuro. It's like that thing where someone, like, everybody's a little bit ADHD. Mm. And it's like, well, if that's the case, why, why don't we change society to be more accommodating? Right. But uh, if it's like, you know, I have a really hard time focusing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone at some point has had a hard time. focusing. Yeah. 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 I can't do it. Like mm-hmm. it's just, there are days where I'm like, I, every time I have a thought, I lose that thought. Mm-hmm. Like there are days where I don't do, Okay, I will go I I need I need to walk my dog. Uh-huh. And then literally five hours will go by. And then you're like, Oh shit. And no, and I have done and I've just been like, I gotta I I and I'll move this hat somewhere mm-hmm. and then I'll come back in the room and be like, I gotta walk my dog and then I'll go and I'll move a pillow. <laughs> And then I'll, I'll put, I, I got like little nothings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to, oh, I should do some pushups. Oh, I, I need to drink water. Oh, I got to. And like, it's just like, I get, I get stuck and I don't do anything. Mm. And that's why I'm like, that's ADHD. Mm. Not, yes, yeah, sometimes I can't focus. I get it. Yeah. So like, yes, I'm sure all humans stim in some non-disruptive way. I think it, when it becomes disruptive to your life, or when it becomes just like an unconscious every, I don't know. There's like the more you do it, I think the more it becomes into neurodivergent territory. Okay. And that, accompanied with a bunch of other other stuff, clusters of it, it's so just like everybody masks a little bit, yes, sometimes. But a mask for a neuro divergent person is something that they learned through repeated trauma and they largely can't take off regardless of whether or not they want to and like other people code switch at work and while those are similar phenomena and you could you could look at one and the other and see a lot of similarities they're not the same and the um severity Severity, of it yeah because like some people are like, well, what do you like without your mask? And I'm like, I largely don't think I could take it off.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, well, any, that's the problem is that any time you're with another human being, inherently it's performative somewhat, right? Um, but I think with, with neurodivergent people, it's it's to a heightened level, right? It's where, oh, if I don't perform well... I will be destroyed. That's and that's where like the stakes are raised where with, you know, neurotypical people it's like okay, I'm going to try to come across as a good guy, but you know, you can only do so much. And I think maybe that's like the level of severity in terms of that behavior. But you you just talking about your day reminded me of something. I have a client who works at just a, you know, I think it's credit card or something, and um, I was talking to him, and he says, uh, "Yeah, so I work for eight hours, and when I'm at work, I uh, I don't answer phone calls or texts." And I was like, "That was the most mind blowing thing I've ever heard in my entire life." Because i was like, "How the fuck do you focus for eight hours?" Like, how? Are-? He's like, "Yeah, when I'm at work, I'm at work," and I'm like, "That is when I knew I was like, okay, and then." At my old job, the boss would be giving a presentation. And I was like, why am I the only one checking my phone every five minutes? What's going on here? So I think, yeah, I I think I'm a very reluctant ADHD haver. Is that fair?
0: I think that you have ADHD and that uh, you will have a a reluctant trauma around it because it was part of the reason that you got addicted to adderall Adderall. yeah so for you to accept that you have adhd is to know that getting adderall probably was good but that you just didn't like it it, because i think there's a part of you that wants to say like the adderall was a mistake because it caused this but if you have adhd it makes sense for that to be prescribed yeah so i think you're denying your adhd so that you can say that you should never have been on adderall in the first place because then you can yeah you can, you can make it more of the
1: I I think I was just so bitter and resentful yeah. after that experience that I tried to deny that I've done that. In yeah. my
0: late 20s I was like, who everybody has fucking ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Before exactly. I got on TikTok and really started to like um talk with other people and make videos and see other content by people with the same shit as me, a lot of it I started to just assume everybody experienced, and dealt with, and that I was just a shitty, lazy, garbage human. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whatever. I got blown up in a war, and now I don't want to fucking do stuff. Yeah. I'm just lazy, like my mom said.
1: But that's, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, that
0: as Although, again, I don't really think laziness exists. I've met people who are quote-unquote lazy, and I've never met one that didn't have some passion project that they worked really hard on. Was it profitable? No. But there was something that they liked to do that they would put time and effort and energy and resources into. I mean... Even if it was like Dungeons and Dragons.
1: What about, though, like people who just get high and watch movies all day? I mean, not not that they're not doing anything, and I don't want to... Well, wanna I guess that...
0: that is different because you could be like, well, what about heroin addicts? They just do heroin and lay around all day. And it's yeah. like, well, they are high on heroin. Yeah. So
1: I mean, like... They do have a passion project. They do. <laughs> Doing heroin. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, it's a lot of effort Yeah. to, to do I heroin. I found,
1: you know, some people want to make films and people want to be, you know, composers I want to do heroin. Would
0: Okay, hold on. <laughs> I have a question for you. What's up? Do you think... The same way about the guy who gets high and watches movies all day as the Tibetan monk who meditates about the universe all day. Do you think that there is a difference between those two humans? Well, I mean, obviously. Other than, like, <laughs> like of quality or value or, or worth or purpose. Because um. to me, like, sure, you could argue that's laziness... But, like, isn't meditating all day... Not I, that meditating isn't hard work, yeah, but, yeah. like, you're sitting and you're contemplating. I, I or would... trying not to contemplate.
1: I would really try to not cast judgment on either person. Cool. That's probably the best. Right? <laughs> Happiest answer. And But I will say
0: that... Um, Gosh, I, I wonder if we've got like a bunch of Tibetan monk fans. Who are like going to be like, fuck like, you. Whoa, <laughs> fuck
1: <laughs> you. I'm going to bust out of this zen moment to write an angry email. I am <laughs> done being a monk. And yeah. I am going to fly to America yeah. and whoop this guy's ass. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you know, I wouldn't pass judgment on either. I would ask both of them. I'd be like, are you happy? Do you feel happy?
0: Because I guess that's my point: is if no one had to work, like, how would we value? Like right now, okay, because that's the thing that's so frustrating. Is it? It's like, oh, okay, liberal. What a what a fucking fantasy. It's like, is it? We're gonna fucking automate everything. Mm-hmm. There aren't enough jobs for people anymore. Yeah. At least not good enough paying yeah. ones. Yeah, and like. Uh, what, what, are we just going to... I mean, yeah, we're going to ignore that as long as we can
1: strip people of capital. Right. I I don't know. I, I think a lot of people would turn to art. I also bet that guy
0: who is uh, getting high and watching movies all day is probably traumatized. And probably not okay. Yeah. And I, if they had the appropriate resources... Yeah. Would I imagine... Okay, like... Because in this in this scenario, I both want to give people like in in that this I don't think people are lazy. In that if you gave them resources, they would use them. That's why I'm a, a proponent of UBI and also like healthcare. That if that person could get adequate healthcare and deal with whatever it is that makes them want to smoke pot and watch movies mm-hmm. all day, I bet eventually they'd want to I don't know make a movie or something. Yeah, I
1: I mean. Or grow pot. A lot of those guys are pot farmers now. In my my experience, and I, you know, like I said, if I had a client who said I get high and watch movies all day, I would say... I
0: get high and watch movies all day, by the way.
1: Yeah. I would say... Wait, do you really? Video games, but yeah. Uh, I would say, cool. How's that working out for you? Badly. That's why I'm in intensive therapy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... In my experience, and you know, granted there are outliers, but people tend to do that if they got underlying shit going on, and so, but you know, there are people who are just unmotivated, and I, as a as a clinician, as a therapist, I my number one rule: I don't tell people what to do. I'm not going to be like, stop that, stop it, bad, <laughs> boom, yeah, no more video games yeah. for you, Jonathan. Because in my experience, the people who sit around and get high and watch movies all day are people who have grown up with adults who have been authoritative and been like, No! Stop! Bad! Don't believe in yourself. (laughs) Let's not and say we did. No, no, no. No, no. And so if your therapist is going to do that, then, you know, nothing's going to change.
0: I had a therapist that did that. Yeah. (laughs) How did that work out? Terrible. Yeah? I'm pretty sure they set me back quite a ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it would be, like, really judgmental of what I was doing or how I was going about it or, you know, stuff like that. uh, I told me I had to go read books on being stoic. That's, no. I would never do that. No, like, specifically, it was just like a really, all your problems really would just be really fixed if you just, like, not, I mean, it would say it in less obvious shitbaggery tones but like basically the gist of it was like all your problems would be solved if you read these books about how to be stoic and i read them and i was like i don't these books large i don't want to maybe stoicism is actually pretty good but it kind of seems like just uh be toxically masculine and shove all your feelings down oh yeah 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 I mean, it's not. I mean, the books are like, you should be feeling your feelings and be a, be a leader and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, some of these things are good things, but it wasn't like, go to therapy and work that shit out. It was like, just like, don't let your emotions affect you. And I was like, maybe this works for like a neurotypical person who's just like, oh, I'm feeling a lot of sadness right now. It's crazy to me when I see a person, and I've seen this, especially in neurotypicals, and I'm, I'm trying not to judge. They'll just be like, Wow, I feel really sad today. And I'm like, Wow, okay. When I feel sad today, I'm curled up in a ball sobbing, mm. like unable to do anything. That's when I'm like, Today is a sad yeah. day. Yeah. And I just like don't get out of bed. And then I just watch a person be like, Wow, really? Really feeling like a little bit of melancholy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that must be tough. And I <laughs> sorry, that was so yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. bitter. But like, I think that's the sort of person who would benefit from stoicism. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe stoicism and neurodivergence are just like peanut butter and chocolate. And I haven't figured that out. But uh, I read the books
1: and they didn't fucking help. I, I, I know this, that one of the, the fundamental components to happiness or, or, or successful whatever is being emotionally honest with yourself. And then... You know, the only book I will recommend is Brene Brown because she. I read a lot about.
0: I read a lot of Brene Brown. I've
1: got a couple of them in here. I think she's awesome, and she's all about vulnerability. She's basically the opposite of stoicism. If you think about it, being vulnerable vulnerable with other human beings, and and how that is the fundamental source of connection to other people, which I think a lot of our problems can be broken down to connection, whether we feel connected with other people, whether we feel connected with ourselves. And I think depression is obviously you don't feel connected with other people, but you also feel disconnected from yourself.
0: I agree. I also think that brings us back around to like this year, everyone has been physically disconnected. But like you said, we were all sort of united in this goal Mm -hmm. of, hey, we're all in this together I saw a really amazing video at the beginning of the pandemic that was like, we are all in our own individual spaceships (laughs) waiting for the earth to get better. And Mm -hmm. then we'll all land and go back. And like, we we're all in our, we're all orbiting the earth together, but we're in our own little pods. And I was like that, I like that metaphor in that we are alone together. Yeah. But now we're just alone. And the people who are like, I'm not ready to go back out feel even worse because other people are like, I am. Mm-hmm. Here are all these photos. Look how fucking good a time I'm yeah. having. And you're like, oh, oh boy. I. And before it was like, fuck you, COVID. And now it's like, oh no, I could do that if, yeah. I'm, if I'm, you know, access to vaccines or whatever.
1: Well, we've been talking a lot about social media and how it affects us, but... Uh, how, it's, how it's the worst thing? I think social media and... Not enough people talk about
0: those little tiny blackfish. By the the way, they're my favorite of the like the clown. Because remember, those clownfish are the size of clownfish, so they're like big. They're they're little. They're like clownfish are like this big. Okay, and so those little tiny blackfish with the white dots are
1: like an inch big. Damn, they're little. They're
0: little itty bitty. They're so cute.
1: But uh, I'm like these ugly fucks. uh, The I think one of the things that is really harmful in our society is FOMO. Fear of missing out. I agree. I For me, because I'll be on TikTok and I'll see these like wild parties. And I'll be like, I'm not there. Am I really living a good life if I'm not on a boat in Miami? Ugh. And they, I saw a video where a guy was talking about how social media has led to a rise in teenage suicide. And I think that is a huge component of it. Because you are seeing such a small portion of other people's lives and it's usually like a very specifically
0: curated Mm -hmm. beauty filter added yep snapshot of people usually experiencing a good moment or or like because it it feels it always feels weird and performative to me when people cry on social media I posted a photo of myself last night when I was in the running in the rain because I thought it'd be funny of me like smiling and be like, hey, fellas, yeah. run in the rain while you're crying and no one can tell. And even that I was like, this makes me feel weird and uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it's like, you're not supposed to put that or if you do like I know women do put up like crying photos and yeah. stuff. But it 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 doesn't It feel like that like that's not what this is for. This is for curated bullshit. Well, it, it, it's it's so oh man if only you'd seen the bo burnham i know i commented on this i know in the song white woman's instagram although a lot of people i think have missed the point
1: what what's the gist of the song the gist of the
0: song is he sings is this heaven or is it a white woman's instagram And (laughs) and the the frame comes in to instagram size and he has taken like dozens of like pitch perfect Instagram white women with like flowers over his eyes or he's got like a colorful lollipop and like the colors grading is Mm -hmm. it's spot on. And then there's a post towards the middle where it starts to talk about how they lost their mom to cancer and the, the, the frame kind of starts to pan out and it gets more personal and like, and like real. And then it slowly starts to pan back in and the photos become the same sort of fake, nonsense and a lot of people took the surface read of bo is making fun of white women mm-hmm. which he is and he's doing it very well because he, he i think he lampooned them quite well also the first song in the special is um uh, i'm a special kind of white man and people were like he only made fun of women and it's like he oh. opened the special making fun of men mm-hmm. so shut up yeah, yeah, yeah people yeah. really want to get mad at this special uh which is funny, because there was also a song about wanting to be cancelled. And then oh. the second verse is how he's learned a lot from the first verse of the song. <laughs> yes! And how much he's grown. Yeah. And, like, so he's sort of lampooning that. Oh, Anyway, that song, I think the intention was to show that, like, they're put into this box. And then, like, and that social media p- keeps them in that box. And once they start to have, like, actual real human emotions, it it's like, you get slammed back into... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but posts, like... Like, the, the nature... I don't think it was so much a comment on, like, the shallowness of white women as to, the like, the forced shallowness of social, social media, media. In that, that's what gets clicks and likes and, yeah. and all that stuff. Dude, I, I... I think was the intent of... That's my interpretation and a lot of other people's interpretation of it.
1: I, I had this joke idea. I never did it, and I'm sure... Or, no, I, other people... That the only reason I would ever get engaged is to get likes on Instagram. (laughs) Right? And I thought about it and it's like, that's, it's kind of true. Right? Mm -hmm. Just to get, oh, dude, you got to get a photo of you on one knee and her with her hands over her face. Dude, that would guarantee you 400 likes right there. And you're like, bro. And you think about that more than the fact of like, um, the fact that you're going to be married to this person and have to spend the rest of your life with them. Right? And then I think in a broader sense, like take something like marriage, you think, oh, the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. The, dude, the wedding is going to be amazing. But then you're like, oh yeah, what about the rest of your life?
0: I think you and I are in a, a helpful position in that we were introduced to social media when we were in our late teens. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't get on social media until my early 20s. I think I, I think I had like a MySpace yeah. growing up, but that wasn't as curated. No. It had its own problems, but I think the internet was in its infancy and it didn't understand how to uh, weaponize it yet. Yeah. And you wouldn't be on there all day. You'd, no. you'd log on at night and kind of see, oh, all yeah. well, my friends up too. Yeah, and- exactly uh you used to see a lot people would used to be a lot I think more personal on social media mm-hmm. where they would just like people still do but I think the unwritten rule has become don't actually be yourself, yourself. yeah because it used to be on myspace you'd be like um maybe if you're angry now but don't be like you know don't spread your dirty laundry is the 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 unsaid assumption mm-hmm. but it wasn't that in the beginning because no one knew what it was so people yeah. would just Straight up talk about whatever the fuck exactly they were thinking, and I think that's really helpful for our psyche because we remember a time before this, yes, and now we have now we're living in a time after. So I still will. I'll be sitting here and I'll go, oh my god, I've been on my phone. Okay, and I just like I have to throw. I'm like I'm addicted. That's Mm -hmm. addiction. This is addiction, and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm going for a run and I'm going without my phone and I. The problem for me is, like, I work on my phone. Yeah. So, it's like, I gotta come back. Uh, it's true, though, like... But... but The generation after us started there.
1: Exactly. So, like,
0: the shit I have a problem with from being a kid, I can't even imagine the psychological damage we've done to this fucking generation of having them grow up performatively on Instagram, on Snapchat, TikTok. And TikTok. And TikTok, because... They it they watch people they know blow up, and then they're like, "Okay, well, literally anyone can do this." Mm-hmm. What is and it's and it's there's this this like, "Hey, why aren't you streaming yet?" Exactly. Why aren't you? Why don't you have a YouTube channel? Figure that
1: shit out, eight year old Brian. Well, it's that FOMO, that pressure of I imagine nowadays kids in high school. There's probably one per class where it's like, oh, she has like 1.1 million TikTok followers. Yeah. Oh, I'm.
0: Cause st- I that was not a part of my no high school experience no. at all. No one was social media famous. That yeah. wasn't a thing. Yeah. The, I went, I remember watching Angry Video Game Nerd and Nostalgia Critic kind like back when they like pioneered mm-hmm. online video. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. reviews and stuff and then watching everybody spawn out of that and then like I, I don't even remember who the first like influencers were. I were like I hate that term. I hate that I term. I know. It's technically a hot girl. No, I technically am an influencer.
1: When I think of an influencer, I just think of like a hot. Is anyone woman. I think
0: with a social media following. I have a five hundred
1: and twenty thousand. But but I you don't sell shit. Well you at don't least try to con- sell shit.
0: Well, I try to sell our podcast.
1: Yeah, but it's not like Bang Energy is paying you. Yes, map. Yeah, yet it's.
0: True. I've gotten plenty of those offers. I just haven't pulled the trigger on any of them. You should do it. Yeah,
1: I probably. What won't. were some of the offers?
0: Uh, I got one that was for like a CBD gummy. And I was like, I will for sure get banned on TikTok for that. Oh, yeah. people were having problems with that. I've gotten uh, that. I got some sort of sex toy thing. Dude. And then there was like... I don't remember. None of them were like... Sex toy
1: slinging Pat Lawler. Yeah.
0: Hey, guys, <laughs> a little tip from a veteran. When you're, <laughs> when you're shoving something up your ass, use a flared base. Yeah. Actually, that's a tip from a paramedic, yeah. and I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, if it's going up your butt, it better have a flared base. Flared base. Because it will pull that thing right in. Yeah. You will yeah. have to go to an ER, and then we, I promise... Share those photos with each other. Hell yeah. It's against HIPAA. You're not supposed to do it. But I, but when I will I would, do it. I would show up at the ER and some nurse would be like, hey, you want to see what uh, what we x-rayed inside a person today? And I'd be like, yes, of course I do. So they wouldn't, I mean, obviously didn't say the name. Yeah. But I definitely saw those unflared bases. Oof. Uh, light bulbs are the worst one.
1: Yeah. Um. We've talked about those before. Those can break.
0: Yeah. Don't do that. That's, why? People are dumb that's that is uh don't shove breakable things into your body
1: pooper yeah
0: or any part of your body it's true don't shove. i think i think i'm confident in saying don't shove breakable things into
1: your body i when i go to shows i take toilet paper and put in my ears as an ear don't even
0: love that get like real earplugs but i always lose them just
1: buy them before the show they're like a dollar all right fine I'm proud of you for at least putting something in your ear. I also uh, like to stick matchsticks up my pee hole. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> is that good bad? <laughs> 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 you just gotta cl- clean it out, dude. You know, you gotta. I am pain. You gotta clean it out every once in a while. I physically hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever floss your dick, bro? <sighs> What if we became like a douchey bro comedy podcast're like dude well we- we've already talked about Bitcoin yeah do you ever like you ever like get in an Uber and like you, your dick is like hanging out of your pants and you're like whoa, whoa blah, 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 blah. is this your idea what a douchey comedy yeah. bro sounds like that yeah. he gets into an Uber with his I, dick I, out I, I don't know I don't know what they talk about They definitely don't talk about mental health for two hours. Uh no, probably not. Yeah. Maybe. Let's not assume. They're like, bro, have,
0: have you have you ever been like sad? Yeah. And then you like <laughs> go to therapy? No I have problem. been in talents, uh EMDR therapy the last two weeks. How has that been going? It's a lot. Yeah. It is um It's been physically unpleasant. Like it in the moment is hard to do because it's just you're just experiencing like all these motions mm-hmm. it's also like i realize i've repressed a lot of stuff yes nothing like oh no my uncle oh, but like yeah. oh i forgot that like this happened and this and happened i was really sad happened. about and it and i was yeah and and it's just like more and more and more and more and more and it mm-hmm. snowballs and it's like oh that reminds me of this and that reminds me of this and that reminds me of this and it's like well that's why my brain put it in this little box mm-hmm uh, to begin with. And now I'm like, hey, little box, you're, gosh, causing a lot of problems. I, so I, I'm going to have to
1: unpack everything in there. I'm going to take a wild guess and say it's all childhood stuff. Currently, yeah. Right? And because I, I recently, I took a quasi-nap slash meditation and I revisited some of my childhood stuff. And it's painful. It's painful. Very painful. It's It's
0: painful and it's also like it for the rest of the week i'm just go- like i'm already having a hard time because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and the it ending and all that other stuff and there was a part of me that was like maybe i should put it off and uh, you know a little longer and and deal with it and it's like you know what i, I it, it all it all is come i can't deal with like the pandemic shit yeah because it's built on this foundation exactly. of other bullshit and it's like There's always going to be more trauma and there's always going to be, and like right now, at least I don't have like kids that Mm -hmm. are being traumatized while I, I I am home alone a lot. I yelled at you for a half hour. If you want to hear it, head to our Patreon. Patreon. We're going to put those first 30 minutes. Yeah. It's
1: going to be sweet. It's going to be hot.
0: Also, if, uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on Loki, I do, or any of the Marvel shows and stuff as they come out, I'm going to do a week. I do like a weekly Tuesday night early drop where I talk about that or whatever else is on my mind. And then we're probably going to have uh, some other goodies, yeah, to, to get you to come to the Patreon uh, and give and give us money. Um,
1: so give me that sweet sweet money. So I want it. Do you notice that? Give me that money. Give me give me that money. Yeah. Uh, do you notice <laughs> that when you have? issues with people or situations, it can all be tied back to... Yeah, it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's it's like... Because it's funny, I'll go to
0: my therapist and be like, I'm having this problem and this problem and this problem. And she's like, do you need me to tell you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That I it's know. about your mom? I
1: know. And I'm like, no! <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's so
0: true! It's it's like... It's it's, it's like... It's route... It, it's kind of... Because it... You know what it's kind of like? It's like you're watching a TV show and there's this character that you've gotten to know and mm-hmm. you're just sort of rolling your eyes as they do... Or maybe you're watching the TV show for a second time and you're like, ah, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we get it. We get it, Michael. You're having a hard time because you can't form a family, yeah. but you'll figure it out. Well, it's and like... like, that's how I'm starting to feel about myself in that I'm just like, yeah, I know! The It's the same every time.
1: It's like, well... Uh, did you ever watch Scooby-Doo? Yeah. So, Scooby Every D- time I get to the end, I pull the mask off and yeah, it's my mom. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Scooby Doo was the worst show because they only ever introduced one character who could possibly be the suspect to be the monster. And so when they pull off the mask of the monster, of course it's the janitor. Who else would it be? Would Shaggy take an evil turn? I don't fucking <laughs> think so. That's what therapy is. Who you pull the mask off, it's one of your parents! Or both your or parents. Or both of your parents! That's it! That's it! <laughs> or you pull
0: the mask off and it's the absence of your parents. Yeah, it was the absence it's, of your parents. It's like that scene where Luke goes into the cave. Although, sometimes it, it's the Luke goes into the cave and attacks his, attacks Darth Vader and it's his face under the mask. Yeah. And you're like, oh, gasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was me all it along. It was me all along. A man. lot of that, a lot of it is... Um, me reframing like, oh, I, I do this and I do that. And it's like, it's like I'm blank like, oh,
1: I'm always doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, of course you're doing that, dummy. Because you got these messages growing up and this is your reaction to it. Although I I do want to stop and say, you know, it usually is the parents. But one thing that can really traumatize people is bullying is is bullying at school. And that can cause a lot of the similar issues that parental abuse can cause. But you could make a case that when a child gets bullied, the parents should step in and protect them from that. So you could ultimately still tie it back to the parents.
0: I mean, I think just like acknowledging the childhood trauma, and I think we're doing this more and more, is like a huge part Mm -hmm. of like, if you've built the foundation of your... Neurochemistry and your reactions to the world off of trauma, you're you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time. So you have to like, and it's just like an a lot of work to go in there and knock those foundations down and then start to rebuild. Because it's not like you. I think a lot of people think they can go to therapy and take the bits out that don't really work for them. I'm just you know I'm a really anxious person. I'd really like I'd like some tips to not be anxious anymore. And it's like what you probably have to do is come to terms with the fact that your father yep. made you an anxious person with this set of behavior and that you have been building your personality around you know whatever his behavior was. Exactly. And now you have to tear all that shit down and rebuild it and like granted it's going to be faster because you you're an adult now mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like you can you can do that work but it's not as easy as going in and being like okay i'm just going to turn these screws here and there and i'm just going to not i'm not going to have the anxiety no more or and i'll just like i'll take this pill and then i'll be fine yeah. and it's like you you probably still need to do a lot of emotional labor
1: well when i work with people so there's a couple of layers. First there's the I focus on on the self-talk, right? And cuz most people have who are traumatized have really bad self-talk. I'm a piece of shit. I suck. I'm not going to do anything well. And so I say before we get to the childhood stuff, we got to we got to identify when we're saying that to ourselves and try to replace it with some positivity. And I always say, I know it's going to sound corny and cynical, but just say I'm okay. It's okay. Everything's going to be all right.
0: I've started making TikToks ostensibly for myself that I then publish. But a lot of my recent TikToks of of me being like, hey, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Have directly been at me. And then I just watch them. Mm -hmm. And then every time I go to look at the comments, the video will play and I'll just hear my own voice being like, hey, fucko. Yeah. It's you're, you're a good person. Exactly. You're. It's fine. You're good because give yourself
1: some slack asshole. That like <laughs> just just being like and that's where like stuff like CBT comes I in. I just love that we keep coming back to this turtle. The sea turtle fucking up this pile of rocks. The I don't know what he's looking for. The self-talk is like the immediate fire and you try to you try to <gasps> put that out. Oh, he found it. He's eating it. And then once you address that, then you're like, okay, well where do those negative thoughts come from and it's usually the parents or some trauma and then you and then you start to make the connection oh i have this negative thought because i experienced this as a kid and instead of beating yourself up for beating yourself up you start to see yourself as oh i'm a person recovering from trauma and it allows you to humanize yourself i agree nice I feel like I'm giving away all my therapy secrets <gasps> for free. You did the flip!
0: Oh, I think this video loops. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember that flip. I got excited last time. Yeah, too. this
1: looks a little familiar. It's those weird
0: dick anemones. Dick fish. And the and the little fish rubbing up against the dicks. Yeah. Look at them. Look at them rubbing on those sea anemones. Anemone. Those look like
1: condoms filled with water. Doesn't it look yeah, like a bunch of Yeah, they really fucking do. They really fucking do. They have like weird, bulbous... You know what's funny? Condoms. If we take out the first 30 minutes, they don't know that we have a a fish documentary on it. Oh my God, they don't. So they're going to be like, what are you talking about? I think it's time that we start playing jokes on the audience. (laughs) You know? Because it's like, fuck making them laugh it's about making us laugh i thought you were just gonna say because it's about fuck
0: them (laughs) yeah well that i was gonna i was gonna enthusiastically agree that's
1: why i think you know what we should do we're
0: not one of those podcasts that's like hey we couldn't do this without you (laughs) we could absolutely do this without you we could sit alone in this room and have a conversation for no one yes but we choose not to we choose because to we invite we you. well i guess we do need your we adoration need, we need your money and your money and your adoration i need your money and your praise your praise and your adoration your and your
1: attention and your attention yes i need those things we need all of those things so
0: like this podcast was brought brought to you by viewers attention bang like energy. you
1: bang bang energy
0: <laughs> cuz remember we're a family mm-hmm. in that we do all the work, you get all the reward, but then sometimes you give us you money. You give us money. Yeah. So like a family.
1: Yeah, like a family.
0: That's how families work with money. Yeah, cuz like we're like the dads. We're yeah. like your gay dads. We
1: are your gay dads. We're your
0: gay dads now. <laughs> and and everyone knows that you give gay, f- you give your gay dad an allowance. A flared base. <laughs> a f- oh, uh, <laughs> a flared... Listen, champ. Gay dad here. Gay dad here. Uh, you gotta use a flared base. Flared base, bro. A human being. Human being. Flared base. Like, a, a dick has a flared base. That's the rest it's of the, the person. the rest of the person, yeah. No butthole's strong enough to suck an entire person uh, up into it. Yeah, you make that noise, but... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay, I've, well, when you find it. Dude. <laughs> I,
1: I will find that well, would that Would
0: that look like the, like, ending of Alien 2, where the <laughs> alien goes through the hole in the spaceship? Yes. Okay, I've never seen Alien too. Wow. Oh my like, god, I hate you. We should we should watch that for the cast. It has um, it has a lot of Marines and stuff dude. in it. It actually would be a really good movie for the podcast. Yeah, and I feel like no. Have you seen Alien? I have seen Alien. So you've seen Alien. You yeah. haven't seen yeah. Aliens. That's yeah. the only other one worth watching, dude.
1: Let's watch it.
0: All right, we'll do Aliens. I really like that movie. It's like soldiers versus a Hell bunch of aliens. Yeah. Although I wonder if we should watch Alien first. Ooh, what if we did Alien as a uh, Patreon exclusive like watch party thing? Okay. What if you came over and we watched Alien and recorded our riff track, and then we did an episode about aliens, Yeah. which is the more yeah. military of the two. Yeah,
1: and that way it would incentivize people to sign up to so the for Patreon. For the Patreon, yeah. Yeah, because they're yeah. like, I want to hear these two fight. I want to hear them talk about I, Alien. W-
0: we could also, um, we could do the mo- Ugh. What? I was going to say we could do the movie before the podcast so that we could fight during the movie and then we'll we'll be in a better mood by the time we do the podcast about Alien 2. So, so we fight while we're doing the live track to Alien? Yeah. Okay. Get all the awkwardness out early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do that. Cool. I would be fine. Let's do Aliens for the next one. Yeah. Unless I think of a different thing that's topical that we need to do.
1: I feel like no new movies are coming out.
0: Uh not for a couple weeks, I think. July's a bunch of a bunch of bullshit. When does Black Widow come out? I think like November. Oh. Maybe July.
1: No, you know what we should do?
0: Eternals is like August? We should win like a movie When Shang Chi We should out.
1: go to a movie theater together.
0: That would be fun. That would, would be like, sick. Let's go to Alamo Draft House. It's Where's my that? favorite. Where's it's that? over in downtown Brooklyn, over by um Do they have an IMAX? No, but here's the thing. You go in and they bring you food and like you order food while you're eating or while you're watching or, or like popcorn or whatever, or like reg- like a dinner and it is no talking rules and people get kicked out if they talk and you can't make noise or show up late. It's got like, or they'll like straight up be like, get out. Wow. It's awesome. Wow. And the food is like so good. He's okay. got my favorite snacks out of any movie theater. What
1: what movie do you want to go see? Eternal? Eternals? Whatever
0: the next Marvel movie is, I think Black Widow's coming out. Maybe for the first one? so We could do that. All right. And then we could do Eternals. I want to do all of them for the pod, so if yeah. you want to just make a habit out of doing that, that'd be great.
1: That would be so sick. That
0: theater was like my comfort place. What they was, have these fried pickles that are so good. What was the last movie you saw there? I think it was that uh, stressful movie with um, I almost said Jim Carrey. Not Jim Carrey. Adam Sandler, where he was like a gem. Oh, that movie? that movie? Uncut gems? That movie is what having PTSD feels like. I did not like that movie. The whole movie was like, this is what it's like to have PTSD. <sighs> I
1: movie,
0: was so anxious, that whole movie.
1: That movie sucked. It was very well acted, though. It was well acted, but it, it, I think it was so in love with itself. And it was too like... It's just too. It, it tried so hard to be fucking edgy or have like some type of message, and it's like we get it. This guy, he's a gambling addict, and he he fails to have connections with people. Like we fucking get it. But like, they're just it, stop stimming. I'm sorry. There was just no entertainment value. All right, I need to use the bathroom, and I think I need to drive home. All right, are we good?
0: I apparently. Okay. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like actually, I actually have another hour in the tank, So sit oh, tight. Okay. You.
1: All right. I mean, I would do it if you really wanted to. But. Well,
0: we have so it'll be two and a half hours when we cut the the
1: first The, first, the scream in half the hour. Scream,
0: the 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 fight. The fight. Pa- oh my god, this is like our pay per view. Yeah, dude. So this is, yeah, if you want access to. Pay
1: per view. This Sunday. Oh. You know in what? In this corner, Gene Meyer. What would your name be? Would it be the. the Gene the Sniper Meyer. I was going to go with the Jew. Gene the Jew Meyer. Representing Israel. <laughs> representing, oh no! <laughs> I know. And in this corner, six, four, 230 pounds. Wait,
0: I don't think we're in the same weight category. I weigh like one eighty. Oh my god! I weigh fifty pounds more than you. They'd never let us fight. Dude, you could take me. Probably, I'm I'm wily. You're
1: six four. Yeah, you're 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 you are you're tall. You're wily. You're stringy. But now you I'm got also some,
0: real strong. Some mass on you. I'm also like bulking again. So once Dude. I get, uh, we should uh, lift. Bro. I do lift. If you lived in the city, I would. Dude,
1: do you ever go to a parking lot of a high school and just <laughs> free do free weights? Yeah, you know,
0: I just I, I head on down to the old high school. old stomping grounds. Yeah, dude. I put on my Letterman jacket and I just hang out. <laughs> Thirty-two year. I'm like, you, you kids, you don't understand. You don't know I, shit. I, the, I threw the game winning pass.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you were born, <laughs> you're still a twinkle in your daddy's ball sack. <laughs> yeah, I knew your dad. Great Actually, guy. Great, great guy. guy.
0: That was Greg. <laughs> He says I shouldn't hang around you. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not
1: wrong. Well, he's, yeah, he's, you know, you know,
0: I do. I'm actually, if I don't come any closer. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am not legally allowed to be within hundred feet of you. Yeah, so. dude. dude. What uh, character was that? The high school quarterback. It, it felt
1: like a Will Ferrell character. Pedophile. Yeah, like, they, yeah. They yeah.
0: Pe- I, I think I implied that character was.
1: Yeah, there was some pedophilic undertones.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, look, whales. Yeah, dude. You know what ha you know? Speaking of pedophilic undertones, oh yeah, sperm humpback whale. whales. Oh, I was going to say sperm whale. Who? What back are they humping? I hear those whales, children. I hear those whales start start having kids by like three. That oh, is that messed up. That's fucked.
1: Well, how how up. old is three in whale years? Oh, I don't care. What's the legal
0: age of consent for a whale? I don't think animals have a legal age of consent. <laughs> that's kinda that's kinda messed up. Are these whales gonna fuck? Is that like is this their dance? They're like showing each their other their Fucking tummies. dance? Dude. What would what would be your mating dance? <laughs> My mating dance is uh <laughs> Sitting in a corner, crying, is yelling. I I think I'm like a bird mm-hmm. in that I get on the internet and I preen, yeah, and I yell a lot. And, and you put on the
1: dragon onesie. And I put on
0: the dragon onesie, and I'm like, y'all come to me. <laughs> you I, wait, I, you
1: know how have you been doing that department? Uh, poorly. <laughs> yeah. Any 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 action? Any uh, any hot babes? The oh. nope. Yeah. I did
0: flirt, maybe, with one person. I Ooh. couldn't tell, so I like sent it to my friends, and one of them made fun of me, and then the other one was like, "Yes, this is flirting." Nice, but I'm not a hundo percent. What did they say? Who the the flirting? The, I'm not gonna the,
1: like. Okay, I'm not gonna. What flirt was the gist? Tell. What was the gist? It was
0: just like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe oh, okay. it. I don't want to give away deep. It
1: was like the Bo Burnham special. It was beyond words. It was
0: <laughs> uh, yes, sure. In in that I. I think that I'm uh, purposefully bad at flirting. I like to try and do it badly. <laughs> There's just something about me that won't do things the right way, mm-hmm. and and it's just too obvious. Where I'm just like, I wanna, I wanna add. Like most of the time, I flirt through like getting another person to do a silly bit with me. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of flirting I like, where we both go back and forth. Improv. Yeah, I improv with. Oh, I don't like the way you said that. No, I didn't. But that is, yeah, largely yes. Yeah, yeah. I I flirt through improv because I am the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am a white, AMAB improv. Yeah.
1: Boy. Oh, dude. Ugh. It's fine. I actually
0: might deserve to be alone. No. Uh, now mean, that I've put, the, now that I've thought that through,
1: I'm like, you I know can't. What? I'm gonna be honest. I can't. Imagine you being in a relationship. That's cruel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, but you—you're the one that is like unlike. I me. struggle
0: with it. You should. You're a full. Fo- you're like a 15 year old boy. <laughs> I bet you'd still. you like if I had one of those like have hey, I've got one of those boy easy bake ovens where you just make creepy crawlers. Oh, you dude. do. Them. I bet you,
1: dude. All right, we got to take the Patreon money this month we got to go on eBay. we got to get a creepy crawler's oven. Oh. I had one. When I you had one? Yeah,
0: I had one. Oh. I was always, so the light bulb, it like heats with a light bulb, and then there's like a temperature sensor so that you can't take the thing out, but I figured out if you stuck in a plastic thing and pulled down, you could take the superheated tray out and dump it in water.
1: And what would that do?
0: Uh, it would just burn you.
1: Yeah, that sounds horrible. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was smarter than that stupid plastic oven. Oh dude, I would kill. I burned myself
1: a lot. I would those. kill to make some creepy crawlers. <laughs> Holy shit, I totally forgot about that.
0: That that feels like you you feel I feel like your aesthetic began and ended in like 1994. Oh yeah. I feel like you decided you were like this is who I'm going to be. Like you know how like a kid like looks at something and goes I'm going to love this for the rest of my life. Yeah, And like most people outgrow that, you were like, no. I think poops and farts and gross slimy things and earwax. Remember the 90s when earwax was like, like, here's a cartoon character made of earwax or something because
1: gross is cool. I remember when it went from 1994 to 1995, I cried because I was like, 1994 was such a great year. And my mom was like, 95 will be just as good. But it wasn't. Uh, it was a pretty good year. When would you
0: say uh, it stopped being a good year? Was it 9-11? No,
1: nah, 9-11 was uh, seventh grade. I made all my friends. <laughs> 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 I, I, this is going to sound really fucked up. I made some of my friends through making fun of 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, can you believe this building stuff? Oh, that's gay. Oh, high five. Yeah, that's oh. terrible. Uh, it stopped being a good year, I think, 2004. because Or no, 2005. Because that's when I first went to rehab, and then Katrina. I'm sorry, you went first went to rehab? When I was like 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was lame. For Adderall? No, nah, just for drinking and smoking. Oh, I didn't know you were drinking that early. Yeah, it was fucked up. But, yeah... It, it, Things took it, and then 2008 was like you, a, and
0: I, you and I had very different rebellious years. I played a lot of World of Warcraft. I played that too. Oh, I was sober. Oh, I just wouldn't leave the basement. Oh, dude, it was a great game. It was, yeah. What what druid? Uh, I my first class ever was a hunter, but then I quickly
1: switched to a druid. Please don't tell me what race were you? Uh Torin. Okay, so you weren't a paladin. No, at no point. I fucking hated paladins.
0: I tried them a few times. I made a few dwarf paladins just to try them, but I I, I didn't like the alliance. I was no, I was horde baby. Yeah,
1: because a paladin is a warrior that can heal himself like a priest. It's a, it's, a, it's stupid. It's
0: in in D and D a paladin is someone who gets magical powers from uh, swearing an oath real hard. Damn. Just like I'm gonna, I swear I'm gonna do this. And they swear it's so hard to get magic powers. That's pretty dope. It is kind of dope. They also do just a butt fuck ton of damage. Hell yeah. Paladins are pretty dope. All right. Oh, look at cute all right. I have to drive you, back to Philadelphia. Do we have any wrap up thoughts for this episode? Do we didn't really talk about the above? stuff
1: we wanted to talk about, you but we talked
0: I... about literally everything we wanted to talk about. We didn't talk about uh, suicide. Yeah, we did. We talked about like why people are doing it. We it don't have true. I don't think anybody needs to be told what it is or yeah. or
1: it, it just why it's on the rise. That's true. You know, we did talk about Bo Burnham, which is my favorite special that I've never seen. I hope you watch it and you text me and you are like, oh my god.
0: Uh, I
1: I'll be honest. <sighs> I initially really didn't like him because I don't like. I don't like comics who try to be like cute. Huh? Oh, then you'll love this
0: special. Why it's not that? No, he's just depressed. Okay, it's literally watching a man be depressed for an hour and a half while he sings funny songs, and then cuts to fo- fo- footage of him just laying on the floor. I really like dark. It is real dark. Yeah. It. It. There's a part where it. He's watch. He's broadcasting a video of himself telling himself not to kill himself oh, looking like he's about to kill himself oof. and just watching it as and like his beard gets longer and longer and longer and he just is in this room and he gets more and more not okay mm-hmm. as the as it progresses
1: all right i'll check it out i think you'll really like it what if i don't like it is it am i going to be wrong yes okay i figured
0: Unless you can articulate to me why you didn't like it, I'm just going to assume you're being an ass. Uh, I just... Like you were with Iron China. are there
1: boobies in it?
0: No, it's just a man alone in a room. Are there any, like, explosions? Uh, I don't think so. Is there a hockey fight? I don't think so. Okay. Talking animals? They do... Uh, there's a sock
1: puppet at one point. That's cool. Yeah. What about, like, is there any, like... Depth? It talks
0: about the proletariat. You'll like the sock puppet.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, it's existential. Does he
1: talk about socialism? I saw that somewhere. Yes,
0: the sock puppet specifically talks about socialism. Is it,
1: like, performative socialism?
0: Uh, no. Eh, all of it. His entire special is performative. Hell yeah. It's also because Bo has been uh, performing since he was, like, 13 or something. Yeah. And so everything he's grown... He's grown up in the public eye and has been a performer... And a lot of his work has been about being a performer because Mm -hmm. he doesn't really know anything else. So it's just been this like deep dive into this episode is, or not episode, this, uh, uh, special is very like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this, do you want this? Do you want me to be funny? Like, is this, is that helping? Should I be funny? Should anyone, what the fuck is the point? And like, and then it goes on from there, and it's just this very weird, surreal, interesting breakdown. And I think, like I said in the beginning, it's not just uh, like, oh, we were all inside our houses for a year. I think it's also like the inside of his head, mm-hmm. and also like the in- like he's trapped in this box of being a performer. There's, it's, there's a lot of like everything he and he criticizes himself for this. He goes, I, I never write anything that doesn't mean something else.
1: Or he said something like that. Is there any nudity?
0: Uh, yes. By the end of the episode. Or by the end of the special, he is completely naked.
1: Is it... Do you see his dong? It's tasteful. Do you see his penis? No, you do not see his is, penis. His peen?
0: You do not see his penis. I uh, think it's really funny. And then I'm not watching it. <laughs> A lot of people were like, Oh my god, the whole special, I thought it was going to end with him killing himself. And I was just like, I get... Um, spoiler alert, Patrick! I get why people <laughs> got that impression. But I'm also like, in what fucking world... Does Netflix disseminate a man's suicide tape? Like if he, hey, if it end, makes money, they would do it. I know they wouldn't. Yes. They, there's no way they would show a graphic depiction of of him like hanging from the the, the rafters by the end of this thing.
1: Uh, I think you, especially missed- if he actually did it, dude. Talk about a pay per view special, <laughs> Bo Burnham this just, Sunday like, kills I just,
0: himself. I just keep seeing that on TikTok. Like, I, I, I was worried he's gonna do it by the end, and I was like, Really? Like, there's no part of your brain that kicks in and goes, like, I'm watching a Netflix special. Yeah, this is a family channel. Netflix is a family channel. Do you see Hard X? They have like the Ted Bundy shit on there. Ted, Bundy. first of all, nobody associates horrific murder with uh netflix with no with um r rating you're allowed to talk about daytime tv is like yeah. svu but what's the difference this is the special victims unit we talk specifically
1: about oh, okay. children getting and then you're okay. like it's wait, two wait. in the afternoon that reminds me of a very funny story actually it's not funny but it's funny i had to check a friend into the psych ward last weekend and in the waiting room, they were playing Law and Order SVU, and I was like, "Not the best show to have on the TV in the waiting room of the psych ward mm-hmm. of this hospital." So, like, of course,
0: Netflix <laughs> is like, "Yeah, here's a documentary about a guy who ate people because no one associates that with like violence." But you can't have like, "Here's an actual." They don't associate tape. cannibalism with violence. Nope. Really think about America. Do we... What is one of the most popular forms of podcasts?
1: Murder porn. Mm-hmm, murder porn. But why is suicide different than murder?
0: Because murder is... <sighs> There's a villain. There's a villain and a victim. Suicide is scary. Suicide is scary. Suicide is not something... And the, another big, 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 big part of murder porn is that it didn't happen to you. It could... But it didn't. Yeah, and so you get to feel that vicarious thrill of imagining yourself in that scenario, wondering what you would do, wondering if it would say, happen the same way to you. That's why. A lot, that's why it's particularly attractive to women because it's it's something that are AFABs because it's something that they have to deal with. But it also is like on the one hand, it's like how soldiers watch a lot of war movies. Yeah, so that it's it's a form of training almost of like this is a threat to myself. I'm going to know everything about it because it both gives me a vicarious thrill and also informs me so that maybe it won't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you don't need that with suicide. Yeah. Because there's no watching, watching a video of that isn't going to give you a tip on how to not do it. Well, I think cause you just, that's how that works.
1: Murder is more of an external thing. Yeah. Where suicide is comes from it's within. Very, it's a personal and and y- y- yeah,
0: and it's not like glamorous, or although sometimes it is. Sacrificial suicide is a big like in movies. Oh, I'm gonna take this grenade and run yeah. into the monster. Yeah, but we love that. We love that. That's like, like every movie. We or catch. the soldier is gonna. You guys go. Mm-hmm. I'll stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that guy's committing suicide, yeah. but it's like, oh, but it's a noble one. Cause mm-hmm. he's saving his friends. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about that before and, but, but like watching someone spiral down a mental rabbit hole or spiral down, uh, and then, and then, and then do it isn't, although they're, you know, voyeurs would want to watch that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that exists on the internet, but I wouldn't. I could never imagine Netflix greenlighting and then disseminating that.
2: I don't know, man.
0: And then also marketing it as a comedy special. <laughs> yeah.
1: The ultimate comedy. You guys special. in for some goofs? Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm going to go pee. Look at that dolphin. This was a great episode. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, www.warpornpodcast.com slash Patreon. Nope. That's not www. a Patreon.
0: WWW.patreon.com forward slash
1: Warporn podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. We also, I made a Facebook page in the fall. Ugh. I know. Uh, I
0: do not subscribe to the Facebook.
1: Yeah. If you can find it, I guess. We oh, also, we're, we're, we want to br- bring these episodes to YouTube, right? Probably. Yeah, at some point.
0: Uh, hey, uh, if you want to see the first 30 minutes that made, oh yeah made Gene feel weird. Yeah. And see if, who was right. Who was the winner of the, 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 the June,
1: uh. June, tw- Juneteenth. The heat, the heat wave. <laughs> the heat wave. The summer heat, the heat maybe. Wave. It is actually really hot in here. Yeah. All
0: right. You go pee. Okay. Um, Hey, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Download all the episodes so the numbers go up. Tell your friends. And, And as always, swiggity swaggity. Swiggity swaggity. All right. Bye.